And we are back. Couch Company Podcast. I'm John. With me, as always, Tyler. For the last time this year, and then we'll see about 2023. That's not true. Is it not? Don't we have another episode next week? <laughs> All right, but that's... That then we'll renegotiate the contract. Then we'll renegotiate. Okay. I'm we, sorry. Hi. We have a I'm special here. guest with us today. We have Jeff back on the podcast with us. Welcome, Hi. Jeff. Thank you. Thank you. Very excited for this episode. Just like I was the top 25 games of all time, this is a little introspective. It lets a little personality come out. So I'm very excited to learn more about you guys and to be on the podcast. So thank you for having me. I'm Absolutely. You're here, man. We, we were looking at our, our list and we're just like, we need we need Jeff. We need more <laughs> games. We need somebody that, that, that does this. <laughs> and you do this. So this is good. Yeah, 100%. So I, uh, I think a lot of people really enjoyed the top 25 games. There was a lot of thought put in by Jeff and uh, love. And so I think <laughs> made us raise the bar a little yeah, bit. Yeah, like oh shit, what it means to prepare for a podcast. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I thought we had to have him on for this one. So as Tyler alluded to, today is the Couch Company's Game of the Year show, essentially. So the Game yes. Awards did okay, They're but right. but now this is the definitive version. Honestly, this is what the people have been waiting for. This is what the people have been waiting the whole for the whole year. Yeah, so. Yeah, so pretty much how this is going to run down is we have our own couch categories. A little alliteration there for you. you got to okay. love that. And then, uh, you know, we'll talk it out. We'll pick a winner for each category. And then uh, at the end, we're going to list our top five, as is tradition, yeah. games of the year. And number one will be the game of the today, year. Yeah. Well, this what year, a, sure. A tradition that has to start sometime. That's, that's a good point. Every tradition has started at some point. Do you know that? Yeah, yes. Jeff, you, you with me here? I, I'm picking it up, but I, I think there's an ounce of dedication there. Yeah. And as soon as you miss a year, you start to question the tradition. So if you are starting a tradition, yeah. that's at least three-year commitment. You might be able to skip the fourth year. Mm. Fifth year, though, you got to bring it back. So okay. that's an interesting formula. Three years required. Yes. And we got, then we you get a pass. two years under our belt, which is pretty good. We do have two years. We have a couple of traditions of our own where uh, we do a Pokemon list every year. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. You got, this guy's got two years on that. We got two yeah. years on that. So Gen 3 is going to be our last one where we know what, what we're talking about. Off a cliff. Uh, but yeah, check that episode out. That was a funny one. Uh, that was a video one. It was a video you one. You can yeah. watch us. <laughs> look yeah, at I don't know why Spotify let us do videos, but. Yeah. We could do videos on Spotify now. <laughs> it was so awesome. That's uh, yeah. We'll, we'll have some fun with that in the new year. All right. Anyways, without further ado, let's get crack a lacking. Yes. With this uh, this list here. So Tyler's got a hat. I got a hat. A top hat. A whole whole bunch of. Well, you got to be festive for no. I, for I holidays. One hundred percent. So anyway, yeah. We, so we we have uh, how many categories we have? I didn't count. We have a, we have a, quite a few categories. Fifteen. We're gonna do sure. Yeah, we have fifteen categories, That's uh, give or take. Right. <laughs> give, give or take, and uh, we're gonna mix them up, and we'll just we'll go from there. So, I'm excited. I'm yeah. excited. So I'm gonna I'm gonna hit the uh, the old randomizer button. I mean, I'm gonna oh, shake the hat. Now I'm gonna shake the hat. <laughs> the immersion. <laughs> shake the hat. Ruined. Uh, oh, it tells me right here. We have sixteen. You're close. We have sixteen categories. I'm very good at estimating. Yeah, things. that was really good. Uh, technically, we'll have 17 if you count the top five. But oh, anyway, man. all right. Hat has been shook. Shaken? Yep. Not stirred. Mm. Shooken? Yep. 
And our first category to kick us off. Oh, I'm so excited. I'm nervous. Uh, oh, yeah. all right. We're going to jump in with best character. Oh. Best character Ooh. of 2022 in all games. Now, it's important to note this doesn't mean new character. So right, th- right. there is kind of that. I know a lot of a lot of people in outlets and stuff will be like, oh, here's the best new character and best character introduced. This is anything. So if you played a game mm-hmm. in 2022, came out in 2022, Let's see what we got. Who wants to? Who wants to start? Yeah, who wants to? Jeff, do you want to sure. take the lead as, on this? I, this is one where I don't want to start, but I will oh start every other category, <laughs> except for soundtrack as well. Jeff, That's my. Jeff is going to start for every. Category All right, Tyler, why don't, why don't you start us off on this? Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, so I got a couple here. Let me let me uh, find out where's the list. Here it is. All right. Uh, and now our hat does not match up with our actual list. On here we go. Okay. So I have a couple. I have three games that stood out to me okay. uh, as far as characters goes. Uh, Neon White, God of War, and Stray. Now, <laughs> we'll, get, we'll get into Stray uh, later man. on. But I'm, I'm shocked to see Stray anywhere on your mentions it's, here. it's there a couple of times. Look, man. Because you were so harsh on it. Yeah, like, on well, the game it's, of not the game, it's not Game of the Year. I, I know. Um, but anyway, so the cat from Stray yes. is actually pretty good. Yeah, it's a cat. It gives you it gives you some emotions. It lets you be like a, like knocking stuff off shelves and things like that. I was like, ah, that's that's a clever character. I like that character. Um, so there's that. Uh, from Neon White, there is uh, ironically enough a cat angel uh, that is think like big cigar and he's just like, hey, what's going on? You know, like he, <laughs> and he and he basically is sending out the the neons on the different missions and stuff. Mm-hmm. And the, the funny thing with this cat is he, uh, mater- or I guess this angel, is he materializes differently for different people. So your character sees him as a cat with a cigar, but meanwhile, like another character sees him as like John Cena, just randomly. <laughs> yes. Like it's, it's really funny. <laughs> um, but he was a really good uh, character where he's like this kind of big softy, but he tries to be like harsh to you and stuff. He has some really good dialogue. Uh, so he's really good. Neon Yellow. Uh, also from Neon White, uh, he's one of your like best friends, and he's all like kind of gung ho and like just like really kind of like your hype guy. Uh, so those two kind of stuck with me. And then as far as God of War goes, when Odin first showed up in God of War, I was like, not th- like he didn't seem godly, right? Like it was just like, what is this guy? Yeah. But the more I and not, granted, I haven't finished God of War completely yet, so. The more I, I interact with Odin, though, the more I just like him. I don't even, G- Jeff, do you know who the voice actor is for him? Yes. So it is a voice actor by the name of Richard Schiff. Okay. Do, or we, know, Skiff? He, do we know anything else that he's done? No. I can't I, place he, the voice, but I, I like him so much. So he is absolutely phenomenal. And I know um, Kratos won the voice actor of the year award at the Game Awards. Yeah. And I think that's. Twice now, I think he won for 2018 as yeah. well. Yeah, Christopher yeah. Judge, um, he's incredible. I mean, he's incredible though. He's good. Yeah. He's good. Have you? Did you watch that video I told? I don't know if you've ever seen this, Jeff, but there's. I guess it's like his audition. Oh yeah. With uh, the kid, and they're like, 
he's like tearing up and it, dude, it was phenomenal. Acting. Yeah, no, he's a great actor. Like I, not even just voice. It was like, oh, this could be live action. Yeah. Like, I amazing. think the reason why I but, wanted yeah. one of you to go first is yeah. because my best character of 2022 is Odin. And it okay. is not oh, Kratos. Yeah. It is not um, Atreus. It is Odin. And I think where you were going um, with earlier Tyler was when he first walks in and he has this nonchalant about him. He feels totally in control, even though you may not know who this character is. And guys, by the way, this, these are not, you know, huge spoilers. This is, we're gonna keep this as spoiler free as possible, but Odin is probably one of the most interesting gods ever portrayed in the God of War series for me. He does things that are very um, human Mm -hmm. and he also does things that, um, you, you can't quite get a grasp on his character and he plays it with such a finesse and the, uh, you were kind of alluding to, Oh, I actually kind of like this character. You know, is he re- yeah. are his motivations that evil or does he have evil motivations? Well, that, that's what makes a great character in, in normally in, in video games specifically. And I, I don't want to like drop video games down a peg or anything like that, but they tend to telegraph the villains and, and things pretty clearly. And I find myself looking at a villain and you just, even if he's not a villain in the moment, you're just like, okay, this is a bad guy. You know, he's a bad guy. Right. And, uh, you have your character or one of the characters in the video game that you were playing as or, or whatever. And they're fooled. Right. And um, you're like screaming at the screen. Like, uh, call of duty is another one where it's just like, and granted that's a little weird. Cause like, you know, Shepard's bad, right. Sure. From the very beginning from <laughs> Modern yeah, Warfare too. Yeah. But it's just like, he's bad. What are you doing? Like, you can't <laughs> see it. Like he's being shady as hell. And you have that stuff. But with Odin, you he's set up as the bad guy from the beginning. He walks in, like you said, commands the room, is nonchalant about everything, almost out of place because everyone takes everything so seriously. And this guy is just like, hey, what's up, guys? Like, and just like just swearing and being kind of like funny about it. Um, but then whenever he's talking with uh, Atreus and like, again, without spoiling anything, He's like making all of these points and being like, like all his reasoning is like he's rolling just nat twenties on like <laughs> persuasion. Yeah, and I'm right there with where like it's funny because now I'm the guy like me personally am like, oh no, like what you're saying, uh, sure, let's yeah, let's go do X together. Yeah, and uh, Atreus is the one that's just like being like super wary about him or it's like almost like role reversal. Uh, but yeah. like his portrayal and his acting is just so good. I was like, it was really. Is really good. Yeah, so anyway, yeah, like yeah, it seems like the expectations were like subverted from like if you like playing the first game, yeah. right? You kind of get this picture of how you think Odin's gonna be portrayed, right? Yeah. Like like super unreasonable and the big the big right. bad god or whatever. So it's just weird because all of his actions don't line up. Right. So like throughout God of War uh twenty eighteen and like throughout part of this one, it's like Almost every dialogue is what a piece of crap Odin is, right? Like, right it's exactly. Like, oh, yeah. This, right. This is right. bad because obviously, like Freya was, I guess, yeah. married to him and everything. So, uh, like you, you, you know that he's like this bad dude, but right. then every time you see him, he's like the nicest guy. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just that's what I'm saying. It's like set up in a way where you're it's like, oh, so this guy's, good. Yeah. It's so well done, and, yeah. the, and the guy that's doing it is just he reminds me of a guy. He's like this this thin kind of like gaunt god that's like just bored right he's just like i'm the i'm the man i'm I, whatever and it's just it's so good yeah. i think when i began to have a really deep respect for odin was whenever i realized like this guy is almost like not my comedic relief but my narrative relief my narrative relief from the heaviness from the seriousness yeah. from um 
all of these other people who, and I'm not going to say like Kratos is one dimensional. I'm not going to say uh, some of the other people under Odin's wing are one dimensional. They they aren't. They're actually doing a great job with the reboot and with Ragnarok. But Odin takes it to this whole other level of like, oh shit, am I like waiting for Odin to come back on screen now? Like, am I, do I just want to see what what he's going to do next or who he's going to talk to in this way? And you can see how he treats different people he interacts with he it's not that he's like playing them or anything he's just a super intelligent well-spoken god and he might talk to atreus differently he might talk to thor differently he might talk to kratos and freya differently and it is you never know what's going to happen when odin comes on screen and it's that curiosity and just mystery that is so captivating whenever you're interacting with him and it's like his his dialogue, like you're saying, it, like his arguments make perfect sense to the character that he's arguing to. So it's not like he's always uh, taking one type of uh, approach on his argument or trying to convince everybody of the same thing the same way. He's still trying to convince everybody of a specific thing, but he's using different tactics per people or per person. It's it's really really well done. I mean, obviously a lot of that's based off of the writing, but like the performance itself is also quite good. Um, so yeah, I mean, we could talk for hours on that, but <laughs> Odin's, Odin's awesome. I actually was very happy about Thor. Um, I think they do a good job. I'm sure they do some sort of like voice modulation cause it's the guy from, um, uh, it's, uh, the dude from Sons of Anarchy and, and, yeah. uh, remember the Titans. I don't know if, it, anyway, he, he's good. I, I feel like a lot of the characters, like you mentioned one dimension, like I know you don't want to say Kratos is one dimension. I might actually go down a limb and, and granted I haven't finished the, the the final stuff yet but the first god of war game kratos you did have this arc in this one at least as far as i'm seeing is like it's pretty one dimensional it's so far where i'm at it's pretty one dimensional in that like i love my son i don't want a war well let's do war <laughs> you know so it's just like okay so like you're just gonna murder everyone it, it's the whole like um you know, like Tomb Raider thing of like, I can't believe it killed somebody. And then you go to the rest of the game just murdering everybody. Like, <laughs> I, I don't know. It, it's it's good. I just feel like God of War uh, 2018, he, there was some arc there or he was like, he just kept saying, boy, 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 boy. Now he's just Atreus, Atreus, Atreus. So like you, you saw the evolution there, but now he's like father of the friggin' year and just only wants to protect his son where before he's like, let's go hunt someone or yeah. whatever you know and yeah. it's like throw him in danger and stuff. i don't know anyway uh kratos is very good i just think odin was the the surprise there for me so anyway what do you what do you got did you, did you yeah. have anyone else or uh no i okay. i think that's it there there's some characters that, that i could talk about but is on for my list specifically for for best character i think the more we talked about it, like especially with you jeff like odin odin's it for me yeah so i guess the only character that i would bring up uh i know you didn't play horizon but my favorite character in Horizon is Aaron. He is just, <laughs> dude, he's just from the first out. game too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. he's in this game. And like the interactions he has, <laughs> because in this game, like, uh, I don't want to spoil anything too much, but like you, you know, you get more access to like the old world technology, quote uh-huh. unquote, right? And just how Aaron interacts with like <laughs> some of that stuff. Like, <laughs> sure. for example, like the music he listens to or something, it's just so funny. Um, but like, kind of like what Jeff was saying, he's like the, the comedic relief in that. So I always enjoy the you know those points of brevity with uh, yeah. with him and 
he's a badass too and stuff. But um, I know that Aloy's like you know great. I, she's not my favorite in that game though. It, like she's badass and like the acting's like incredible. Um, and and she's she's pretty interesting. But yeah, Aaron's just my boy. I yeah. just really like yeah, that's, that's firstly fair. selfishly. I know I, I don't even think that's selfishly. I think that is a great pick for uh, a game that's gonna probably be super overshadowed this year. Yeah. Horizon is a fantastic pick uh, for this year, but I mean it's going up against things like Elden Ring, God of War, and I love that you picked Aaron because, in my opinion, Aloy was very poorly written and the only thing that saved Aloy in Forbidden West was Ashley Birch's performance. Yeah. I think these side characters in Horizon are really what carried that game. Um, and again, without any spoil, spoil, any spoiling of Horizon, I feel like Forbidden West was the the Mass Effect two of the Horizon yeah. franchise. Ooh, yeah. okay. And just the way that that game kind of melds together, probably from the midway to end game, is yeah. very a very special thing. And I'm so so sad that that is gonna that game is definitely <laughs> overshadowed in 2022. Kind of the same thing that happened to Zero Dawn, but. Really great pick with Aaron, and and I'm gonna have to yeah I'm sticking with Odin, another side character. Yeah. So how do we want to do that? I mean, do we want to just pick the one, or do we want to do like here? Yeah, here's our top. Let's and then come here's to a runner a, up. Let's come to a consensus. Okay. And then you said run, we could do a runner up if you want. To. I mean, we could. So it's a little, and obviously we're gonna run into this a lot with the different uh, games based on what we played and, and different things like that. And I think right. arguments make a make a up for some of that, but. Yeah. Uh, I mean, are we saying Odin wins by default, or do I we want to? I think you know, based off you know how how you guys explained Odin, I I I would be good with that. I think it's an interesting pick, and I think the examples you provided, the performance, the subverting of expectations, all that factors in. I think it's like I really like that pick quite a bit. I can't wait for you to get there, man. Like I just want to, I just want to hear you talk about it. Because you, you met him. I met once. him. I met him. Yeah. So I understand what you guys are talking about, but I don't have like the in depth. But see, even that first meeting, I was right. It's just like totally like because my, my brain wasn't comprehending. Right. Like, yeah. It was just like wait, this what? is the guy they've been talking about the whole time. He he was talking more like a like a Loki, right? Like it was like he's this he's just kind of this like. Uh, uh, like funny, like I, I was yeah, looking, like super I was, charismatic, I was thinking right? Like, like Tom Hiddleston, like yeah, it really yeah. is kind of what I was. I was no, so I, 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 I'm with you guys on that, like totally. Yeah, and it's only going to get better from from what I can. Yeah, we're like discern. We're passing and high fiving. We're like I'm finishing up God of War. You're starting it now. Yeah, yeah, baton, baton, yeah. yeah. Um, cool. So Sweet. Odin, right. do do we want to run her up or do we feel just comfortable? Uh, I mean that's up to you. Like I, maybe I, if we feel strongly about a number two, but I, I think that category. Do you seems both pretty, like Aaron, or is that? It would not be my run. I'm not gonna. I'm probably not gonna do a runner up. But you okay. guys are welcome to mine. Would no, be I'm good. Somebody else. No, I'm good. I'm good. Who is the? I'm just curious. So uh, it would have to. Be, I'd have, probably have to put more thought into it. But it would have to be. And I'm cheating here. All right. I'm, I'm audience. I'm sorry, you guys. I'm sorry, but I'm cheating here. I'm treating Cyberpunk 2077 the next gen update as a game that released uh, this year i'm okay. I, i'm sorry i have to do it <laughs> because that game was completely unplayable for me and i was a day oneer. i had this game in plastic wrap since i bought the 40 dollars strategy guide and it just now <laughs> became playable to me so i am treating cyberpunk 2077 as a 2022 game um and my, some of my picks might reflect that 
Okay. What? Good to what? Know. Uh, what was the character? What was your favorite character in that game? So I, I would have to give it to Johnny. Yeah. yeah. I, yeah, I, yeah. I, mm, I, I cannot think of. He almost. I mean, in a lot of ways, he was the main protagonist of that game, mm-hmm. and in some ways, he wasn't. I think that character was. I identified with that character so much in so many ways. Uh, this guy who. I'm not going to get into super depth, but guy that's in my head tries to do good, but is just so flawed in every execution (laughs) that he just, it's almost like he doesn't know what to do anymore. And I just sympathize with that. The way cyberpunk ended in the ending that I got, I totally makes sense. Um, But I would have to give it to Johnny Silverhand. That's a good pick. Okay. Yeah, I, I enjoyed that quite a bit. By that logic, would like The Witcher Three count with their their next gen? Uh, so Geralt uh, is my <laughs> character of the year. I mean, I'm I'm kind of comparing an unplayable game to a playable game, but yeah, no, yeah. Straight. From your know. perspective, that's you know that was your first go of it, and we have a ca- we have a category, and not to not to I, spoil yeah, it, sure, but sure. we do have a category for that. So yeah, all right, let's 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 uh, what's the next category? We all right, have next category. I'm going to shake the hat up again. Do, 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 do. All right, picked it up, and it's best moment. Oh fuck! <laughs> <laughs> all right, Jeff, I <laughs> love this category. All right, first, yeah, so mine are completely basically spoiler free, but. I have two this year, and one of them just happened Wednesday. So I'm like living, I think I'm still riding the high from it. Uh, I'm not sure which of these two moments is going to be my best moment feeling of 2022. I'm going to have to let it simmer a little bit. Okay, Cut me off if I'm ranting, because I am just on cloud nine still. So you guys know that I dwell in the MMO space. Like that is a place of happiness for me. And <laughs> <A little> comfort. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes. It's like coming home to that baked mac and cheese is, is how I would put it. Um, World of Warcraft Dragonflight launched about three weeks ago. And I am mm, losing my life to Dragonflight. And were you playing that last night when you sent me a message at 6 a.m.? That's when I was going to bed. Yes. Yeah, that's insane. Uh, <laughs> like, five fifty-five. Hey, uh, just <laughs> blow up my phone if I'm, if I'm not I, up by eleven. I sent Tyler a message. I was like, "Please, just spam call me at eleven if I'm not up." I was like, "He's got to be playing." Well. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> so part of the reason why these games are so special to me, and not just World of Warcraft, but um, you know, Final Fantasy, some of these other uh, games that we've played in, in the past together, my friend group. Um, is the amount of people you can get together and have these shared experiences with uh, very not unlike a five player match of League of Legends or uh, going out to see and see a thieves. I've never played see a thieves by here. It's awesome. (laughs) But on Tuesday, the new raid vault of the incarnates came out in Dragonflight, And this is kind of like you might be seeing on Twitch, like the race to world first, all these guilds doing like this, the top tier rating and stuff like that. I play in a very casual guild. It's a little bit easier that way for me to manage time. Um, but we are, we would call ourselves casual hardcore. Um, we did the raid on Tuesday. We did not complete it. We got three bosses down and we were pretty happy with that three of the eight bosses. Uh, and we started work on this spider boss named Senarath. And we had no clue that this was like a 
hard stop moment. Um, for the raid, it's kind of like a DPS check, a healing check. It's kind of like just a raid check. Can you guys perform well? We did not beat it Tuesday. We came back Wednesday. We were, you know, spinning our wheels on this boss for three hours. And it, it gets down to a point where you as a guild have to say, hey, I'm sorry, but the not performing members, can you please step out to see if we can kind of try to crush this boss? So we get a couple of attempts in with our best people. So, so real quick, do you pull other people in that aren't part of the guild no. to get through it? No, 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 no. So it scales with like how many people are in the raid. So we probably had it, we're hovering around 25 people in this raid, mm-hmm. brought it down to probably 19 or 20. And oh, so you say like if you cut the dead weight, if we cut the, the dead it weight goes down in, in difficulty a little yes. bit. Yes. So uh, we had a couple you. of damage dealers who were maybe under the tanks, yeah. which is not okay. as bad news bears <laughs> for progression. Um, That's interesting. Now, to grab to, to get the scope of why this moment is so special, you have to almost go back and watch some of the like the 2010 videos of people getting a kill on a boss for the first time and having 20 people on Discord screaming their lungs out. But it was the end of raid night, and our guild leader says, "All right, guys, type yes for one more attempt. Type no for you know calling it here. It's 11. Everyone's tired. Different time zones." Everyone spams yes. No, we're not giving up, guys. It's not over. I'm typing in chat. Guys, open trade with me for flask. Open trade for me for potions. I got all the alchemy going out every which way. We're all trying all, all everything we pour into this one attempt. And we down it. And it was the best feeling. It's The boss is dropping to 3%. The dro- boss is dropping to 2%. Everyone's screaming, die, die. Like it's, and everyone just loses their mind when this <laughs> boss dies. And we were the fifth guild on our battle group. So like the fifth guild over, uh, I think our battle group is four or five servers to down this boss. So it was a very special moment for our casual guild. Um, and then my second moment is beating Melania in Elden Ring after 357 attempts. <laughs> so I remember seeing that on on stream. Dude. Yes. So wild. I have that moment recorded, and I did handicap myself purposefully. So uh, there's a lot of ways you can beat Melania in a handful of tries, but I purposefully handicap myself because I am one of those people who believe in the difficulty of from software games. I don't know why there's some kind of brain thing going on there, but those are my best moments of 2022. And I don't know which one's going to win yet. So yeah, cool. I, I do love that. I, it's funny, like every time someone who's really passionate about MMOs talks about MMOs, like it makes you want to play. Oh my god, it makes yeah. me like get so excited. Like oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna play World of Warcraft. It's gonna be stalling it now, yeah. and I hate it every time. Yeah. <laughs> oh I do it, but it's like no, I, I admire that. Like that's that's the feeling you want out of that game. But it's insane. I, I like both of your moments because it's um, so I, I kind of interpreted it a little differently. I, I guess you know. No one's correct or incorrect, but mine were mine was like more story sure. based, right? Where yours is gameplay, which is awesome. Like I love there's there's few things better than like uh you know, a, a natural gameplay moment that's just like a huge pop right. off yeah. or like just a crazy thing that happens. Like those are sometimes better than like anything anyone can write though, right? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Because yeah. it's just completely out of out of nowhere. But uh I'm actually gonna go back to the same game, Horizon. Uh, like Jeff was talking about previously, uh, the story in this game like totally opens up about the midway point where there's just this crazy revelation, I guess, where uh, I, I don't want to spoil it, but essentially there's some people that kind of walk into this place that you're in 
and uh, you just kind of connect the dots, and you're like, holy shit. Like, it changes the the game, dude. Okay. And uh, from there on, I was just, like, in. Because the thing is, like, Horizon Forbidden West, fantastic game. Like, looks beautiful, plays so well. But it's really, like, the first one, right? Like, you know, we were we were having this conversation, Tyler, where, you know, it's sometimes it's hard to innovate. Like, they feel like, you know, we have to add all these things to... You have to do everything up to that point plus more yeah right like there's like a glider now and it's like it's like these ticky tack things are just like okay well you're just trying to you know upgrade it a little bit but it it was interesting like i was having a great time but the story is what really hooked me and that moment in particular is where i was like oh so i'm in i'm like invested now like i'm just like what the fuck is happening like i'm really curious to figure all that out so to me that's my moment of the year uh i just love you know, those plot twists or those big heavy moments in, in storytelling where you're just like your mouth's open and you're like, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> right. And you're like racking your brain and, you know, you turn the game off and you go to bed and you're th- still thinking about it. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, th- yeah. those are those are kind of the best, my favorite moments. So uh, my favorite moment uh, from Horizon Forbidden West. Anyone who's played it knows exactly <laughs> what I'm I was going to say. About. I feel bad because I feel like we should be saying it but i also don't want it spoiled no I, I can't wait till you play it and you'll text me as soon as it happens you're like fuck that's how it was in the first game kyle because uh, i was like yeah i mean I, I like the gameplay which is why i kept with it but i'm like right. eh, that story's whatever for me because like ah, wait till you get to the tower and then you get to the tower i'm like okay now i just gotta yep. go through the rest of it yeah yep. so yeah that'll be awesome yeah. john i think what is so special about your pick and i absolutely love about the horizon series is when one ended i was like okay we know what kind of this is all about what could two possibly bring right to expand on felt, what we knew i felt the and then it just way. and then it just completely blows up and yeah. you're like oh, oh yeah. and now i have that same thing in my brain like okay we know where two's at what the heck is three <laughs> going to be yeah. yeah and it is so interesting intriguing mysterious i have no clue where gorilla is going to go with horizon 3 and that curiosity and, and the story is really what drives me in, in the Horizon games because I had a really big issue with the gameplay of um, Forbidden West. And really, I, no, I'm cur- I'm curious what. Yeah, not I know, to derail. I know we're not. So my issue with with it was they toted this game as play how's you, how, how you want to play, hunt right, right. as you want to, yeah. how you hunt. Yeah. Guess guess what? I'm a brute. Like, I'm a brute in uh, real life. Yeah. I'm a brute in video games. I'm always playing the Barbarian. I don't want to be sitting back with no hunter's bow or something. I want to be <laughs> in there with a shotgun right. or my staff. So whenever I built my tree out in Horizon Forbidden West, I went full melee. I was yeah. like, this is sick. And it turns out that this game does n- is not prepared to let you play in any melee or even like a close quarters uh, way even the weapons that they give you you find uh, the ammo very sparse at the beginning uh the machines animations are very difficult to deal with from that close of range it just naturally feels better to be at long range mm-hmm. um, but those were kind of my gripes with the gameplay uh just not letting me play how i want to play af- even though you told me i could play that way yeah um, sounds, sounds- Pretty disappointing, <laughs> <laughs> but I just love that you you chose it as your um, kind of moment. Yeah, because there is something very special about that game, and again, just yeah, sad well, that it's overshadowed. When they look back at the series, however many games it's going to be, that's like to me, that's the defining 
This Absolutely. is like this is when it, it it's like next level. So yeah, that's my that's my pick. So I, I'll I'll read. I, I put a few on here. Uh, these are all kind of like gameplay oriented stuff. They just kind of hit that dopamine like i just i felt good doing it um <laughs> tyler loves his dopamine yeah right? <laughs> well you know so uh for me i'm gonna be harping on neon white for a while but being able to eke out that that best time where you get like the developer time or you beat someone's high score uh feels phenomenal because you might run this level like a hundred times and you're trying to beat someone by like a hundredth of a second right so when you actually do it and you get that like oh it, it just it feels real good and like I am not that like leaderboard time trial guy and for whatever reason I just really like that one. Um, uncovering a secret in Tunic was was something special because there is just no words in that game, so it's all pictographs and and kind of they allude to different things and things like that. And you can find like different areas you can kind of sneak around to or you start piecing things together. You start like looking at this manual and and trying to decipher what it's trying to tell you. And when you uh, uncover kind of that knowledge and it all starts clicking, it feels really good. The the best thing I could kind of of draw a parallel to is like The Witness. I don't know if you ever played that game, but it's just like, you go through and every time you solve a puzzle or every time you you figure something out, you get that aha moment of like, you just feel really smart. Uh, so I like that kind of stuff. Um, strange horticulture is kind of the similar thing there. They have some uh, little, I'll touch on this later, but you have like these, like you have to like identify plants and you have like to solve different things. And, and whenever uh, you do it, it feels really good. But especially that game, it's like, they can't be really doing this and whenever you do two things that it's like i can't believe they're that clever nine times out of ten it works and it, it feels good um so then a couple other ones are just getting a long shot kill in uh sniper elite five this is probably the only time i'm going to mention this game <laughs> but i had a lot of fun with it i thought the multiplayer was really good with it uh but if you have that on a hard difficulty where you have to like take account for like the wind and the distance and the bullet drop and all that stuff and you get that like super long shot X-ray kill from like you know a mile away. Oh man, it's it feels real good. Um, splatting by a fraction of a of a percent. So playing Splatoon. What did you just say? Splatting, <laughs> splatting. Uh, so if you play Splatoon three, I don't know if you guys played it, but you're covering up paint uh, on both sides of the the map, and at the end of the map, or at the end of the the level, you get like you play for like three minutes. It shows an overhead thing of the map and. You know, there's like red and blue paint everywhere, and it it shows who has most of the map covered. And usually, it's like oh, 60, 40, 80, 20, like whatever. But sometimes you get like a forty nine point one to like forty nine percent or something like that. And they do this thing where you have you have this drum roll, and mm. then uh, it goes bam, and then you see it, and then like you have to, it takes a second for you to like <laughs> realize like did I win or not or whatever. And then if you win by that tenth of a percent. Oh, does it feel good? <laughs> it's it's real good. Um, and then uh, the two other things is well, actually, I'll say one other thing uh, is kill streaks in Call of Duty. For whatever reason, like I feel like I'm decent at Modern Warfare too. Like I actually it clicked with me, and I'm I'm getting a lot of kills. I feel really powerful in that game. Uh, that has not happened in a Call of Duty game for whole like since like black ops one maybe <laughs> right where like i feel like i'm on like the top of the, right. the the score uh chart or whatever so like that feels real good for I, this game i'm hearing tales of your exploits in call of it, duty it, i hear like <laughs> 
your yeah, legendary status. No, Tyler is like somehow so good. But I'm so but funny. I'm not good. It's just for whatever reason this game clicked where yeah. it just it feels good and I, I it I do well. So either it's this big joke that everyone <laughs> is just in on giving me a big head and just like, hey, Tyler's feeling really bad about himself. You Let's know, boost him up. He's thirty five. <laughs> like whatever. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, overall, I, I think. For, uh, realizing that it's like, oh, I can, I can actually play this game and do well at it. That's a pretty good feeling. Yeah, no. Yeah. No, it's funny. Like, when we're playing, I just see, like, Tyler, fifth chopper gunner of the night. It's <laughs> like, what the <laughs> fuck is this guy doing? It's, it's uh, what a revival. Yeah, it's <laughs> so weird, right? Like, like, yeah, it's yeah. like, oh, my gosh. Like, I actually want to stream now. because yeah. <laughs> <that's really good. laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. All right, so a lot of different uh, different moments. You two went gameplay-oriented. I went yeah. story-oriented. I don't know if anyone has any thoughts about how to whittle it down. Uh, this I, one's tough because it's very personal. Absolutely. Yeah. So, um, And I would, I'd be the first one to say none of my stuff is like groundbreaking. Yeah, and I you wouldn't I mean? say that mine. I think if we really were trying to make a list of this, it would almost have to be like best moments in a game or like taking the personality out of it and just trying to think about, you know, what are those uh, huge moments in games that really resonated with people and it would get very very spoilery, but um, is it safe to say that the best moment in a game and maybe this is too broad, but can we say something like overcoming like a, the a hard challenge or something like that, or because like the way you were describing World of Warcraft, mm -hmm. like and and John and both said like oh that makes me want to play that game yeah right like we I want to have that experience of everything that everyone's talking about like even me experiencing these things what you just had in World of Warcraft I'm like ah oh, sounds that sounds better <laughs> like I want that camaraderie I want that Star Wars Galaxy feel again you know I want yeah. that type of thing. Um, so for me, I could I could very easily kind of throw my hat in the ring behind something like that versus like this. And like, I feel bad because Horizon might be the best thing in the world. I may be eating my words later on where I'm like, I finally got to that moment. I want uh, it. Right. But also I don't want to get spoiled. So no, it's, like, right. it's no, kind no, of a tough, a tough call there. Yeah. No, I understand. I, I, I agree. You know, listening to Jeff, it's like, I love hype moments. Like, that's what I live for. When everyone's freaking out, screaming at the top of their lungs. Yeah. Like, you know, I was talking about like how I went to see you know, the world championship for League of Legends oh this year. I thought I thought that was going to be yours. I thought it well, was the it, finals. That counts, but I, it was it was incredible. Anyway, so the, the series that we watched went to five games. It's the best of five. Yeah. And, like, you just don't know who's going to win. Like, one fight can decide the entire series. The loser goes home. The winner goes on. Yeah. It's like all the state. Like, they've been playing all year for this moment. And you can just feel like the tension's palpable in the arena. It's like it's almost silence, like while they're fucking watching these. And then the, right. this team fight just erupts, and it is fucking crazy. People are going nuts. Uh, it's just amazing. Like, uh, like the the plays that they're able to to pull off, uh, and everyone's just screaming. So I I can relate. That being said, I can relate to what Jeff's saying because I love those pop off. Everyone's screaming. Something crazy just happened. Moments, so I can definitely get get behind that. Yeah, I mean, I, like, what what would we call that then? Like beating? How do you spell the the spider name? Or oh, rallying? Or Serenath? Beating, or beating the Sarah? completing the raid with the boys. <laughs> completing World of Warcraft. The raid. <laughs> I, I would again. I don't think there's any way to rank it because it's like um, you know you can have your personal moment, you can have your story moment, you can right. have any type of moment, uh, or even just. 
completing a game that you've had difficulty with can mean something so important to someone else but you're like oh i didn't have any problem with that game right um you know i think of the god of war puzzles where uh whenever i was streaming that game i was like oh my god these puzzles are hard they must have like dumbed these down just for the person like i am like because i cannot do puzzle games at all and I, i see all these news articles going up of like man god of war puzzles are so easy why are they even in the game i'm like i can't even where do i throw my axe and when do i freeze it and when do i do this um but i think i think moments can are so personal it's it's hard to rank them yeah but the way i I, well look according to the rules we have to put something okay i'm gonna let i'm gonna let the host i I am fine with putting completing the raid with the boys oh yeah yeah if you are i mean that's uh (laughs) saturdays for the boys but (laughs) if if we're trying to make it like personal because obviously obviously neither of us played world of warcraft i am looking at the same thing of overcoming a hard challenge i love yeah i i think that's to me and it's ironic because i'm a proponent of play that thing on easy and just have have (laughs) fun and just fly through it man um but even like to to that kind of same thing like god of war there are plenty of times when i'm like oh man do i just knock this down just to get past this because like i'm getting really frustrated but like every time i feel that and then similar to like the do you want to quit now do you want to do one more i'll do that one more and Get through now. I'm not going to play it 395 times. Yeah, uh, but it's wild. I'll give you like 20, you know, <laughs> yeah, to, to try to get through it's it until I enough. realize, like, oh, I'm not actually supposed to beat this because I'm not high enough level to anyway. But yeah, okay. Um, yeah, I feel I feel good about that one. That was a good good moment from Jeff. Speaking of uh, playing something 395 times, yep. The next category is the most rage-inducing video game. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> of 2022. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I heard I from John. Yeah. <sighs> you get all these flashbacks, and uh, <laughs> I, I'll go first on this one yeah, because it, it's not going to win. But this, this is just personal for me. So, Call of Duty has this beautiful love hate relationship <laughs> where it's like when you're doing well, it feels so good, but when you're not doing well, it's like, dude, I've never like Call of Duty has always been the game where like you could have the nicest person like nothing gets gets them down but as soon as you have a play call dude they're like <laughs> fucking swearing and like pissed off and saying how the other team's shit or they're like <laughs> <laughs> there's lag there's like oh yeah okay, exactly sure. it's like, just like excuses start lying <laughs> it's like it's so funny to me how like it's just a flip of the switch and it's kind of what i love about the game but oh my god when you're just getting hosed by the other team dude yeah. It is so you're like getting spawn camped. They have like an AC-130 in the air, just absolutely annihilating you. It is the most rage-inducing <laughs> thing ever, bro. But um, it's not as bad as like other games. Like totally understand that because like Call of Duty is pretty quick, right? Yeah. So in a game like League, where it's like 40 minutes, that's like way worse. But yeah, uh, in terms of games that came out this year, for me, it's Call of Duty because like it just has this magic over me where it's like it makes me so frustrated <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> Oh, no, that's fair. What do you got, Jeff? Ooh. Here we go. This is what I'm excited so, for. So I kind of have an out there pick for this one because I Ooh. could have I could have gone with you know the Valorant player that is AFK but not AFK. They move their character at the beginning of the round and purposefully throw the whole game for you while talking to you because that, that happened to me. And I'm like, I, I, go, I go therapy mode. I'm like, hey, man. Um, try to reason with them. Yeah, I try to oh, I try to win them with happy. So I'm like, hey, um, you know, 
why are you doing this? You know, you, you need someone like, what's going on, bud? Like, I try to talk them out of the. Yeah. The, yeah. yeah. <laughs> or like, I could think of like League of Legends, someone's AFK at the start of the game. They get to lane six minions late. They hit level two way late. They get level two by their opponent and just get crushed the rest of the game and then blame their jungler. That rate makes me rage. But I have like, I had a rage moment this year that took me back to like second grade. Um, I'm playing a game called Tactics Ogre Reborn. This game came out this year, November. It is a remake of a, re- well, it's kind of like a port. Um, but Tactics Ogre is a game that basically launched the Final Fantasy Tactics um game and then other tactics games from it so it's very turn-based there's you're moving your characters kind of like on this 3d chessboard um and what i typically love about rpgs is creating that cast of characters of classes of of diversity and i love it love it love it when everyone has a job they have one job and that's how i define that character i love it and that's what this game lets you do however in this remake, they implemented a couple of features that I am really perplexed at. One is a level cap. So imagine you're playing a, an RPG that was recommended to you, and you go up against a boss who, instead of being equal level with, you're three levels down. And the game is designed that way. Um, that happens throughout this entire game. You are level capped by region. So at this point in the story, you cannot go past level, we'll say 17. Guess what? When you get to the end of this chapter, the boss is going to be 21. So that will always be that way. Like you can't train. Even if you're leveling, (laughs) you could go do training battles. You could go do side stories. Your characters are level capped and you can be level capped at 11, 15. I think I'm level capped at 25 right now. And the reason this makes it so bad is because I understand what they're trying to do. They're trying to make you have to think more strategically. You have to have a, you know, this character for this um, circumstance, this character for that. But what it what it deters from is you you then cannot have that diverse cast of characters. You cannot make the party that you want. You need to. It, it is. It does just become a chess game and, and less of an RPG. And the reason I raged at this is because there are one on one boss fights where you pick one character against one boss, and it's just one-on-one. And when you are level capped and that boss is four levels higher than you, you get either one shot or two shot. So what you do is to beat the boss is you just run around a battlefield, kiting hit them until random buff cards spawn on the map. You grab that buff card and then wait for another one to spawn, grab that buff card until you can one-shot the boss. It is <laughs> so God. silly. And I was doing this on stream and I was like, guys, somebody help me. Like, am I doing this wrong? Like I'm level capped. I have all the abilities. I have all the best gear. I'm getting one shot. And everyone's like, question mark, question mark. Like, we don't know. Um, so that level cap really um, enraged me. And it still does to this day because I can't beat this game. I sadly have to go back and like, subdue an octopus because an octopus is apparently good in this battle that I can't beat and there's no name to the octopus it's kind of like trying to go out there and catch a shiny Pokemon I have to go find this one octopus that can like ink cloud the battlefield (laughs) and and I'm like I just want my paladin and my terror knight and and you know my my priest to just be able to walk in here and at least have a fair shot at it but you just get decimated so 
<sighs> that is my most rage-inducing game of 2022. Right. Okay. It is a pretty poor design. <laughs> it was an interesting choice because none of the other games had this level cap or um, difficulty. Spike. I'm shocked Elden Ring isn't your most rage. No, I loved every moment of wow. Elden Ring. I, didn't, I did not masochist. have a he single moment. Whips. It's just there's, there's very specific guidelines. Yeah, I just can't be level capped. You know? It has to be a fair playing ground so, when he gets destroyed. So, uh, uh, so I put a couple on, on this list, but I can narrow it down to two. Uh, one, I just want to shout out to, to Sifu. Uh, mainly because I don't think Seafood's showing up anywhere else on my list. Like, I think it was a cool game, and it made you feel good up to the point of, like, now you fight this boss. And I would get so enraged because I just couldn't comprehend what I had to do. Kind of like um, the, the last game that made me feel this way was, like, Fortnite, where, like, my, my nephew would just absolutely destroy me making up like his little fort and stuff and my brain and hands just couldn't comprehend what I needed to do to to create something. So see if he's kind of the same thing where it's like, oh, you just press down and back and this button and you just dodge all this and then you punch him in the face. And it's like, okay, I understand what I need to do. Thanks game. But I, I couldn't do it and it was infuriating. However, Call of Duty, uh, not for the gameplay specifically. Oh, like it yeah. sucks getting hosed. You know what? Yeah, you're Call of Duty. (laughs) I wanted to literally just throw my computer through the window with how much it crashes and bugged out and didn't work and just like I could not finish the campaign. So like I would I played almost flawlessly uh, most of the campaign campaign. So I get to all gillied up. Now all gillied up is my I forget what it's called in the in this. Yeah, it's equivalent. Yeah, equivalent stealth game or whatever. That is typically my favorite mission because I love stealth games. Like I, I love stealth games, and I had to play that game, that mission, probably a dozen times. Like the intro part, and you're crawling, so it's just miserable. Oh. And it just quits to get desktop, kicks you out. You, you're you're playing uh, a multiplayer match, doing really really good, kicks you out. You lose all that experience. You lose everything that you, that you did. You're playing uh, like the DMZ, like Warzone thing. Uh, so you have like all your your backpack and stuff that you take with you. But if you quit out, like if the game crashes, you just lose it all. So like you're in the middle of a mission doing that, and it, it was infuriating. And then when you go on to um, try to like figure it out, and it's like, okay, hey, what's what's going on? What should I do? And it's like, well, you got to make sure your drivers are updated. You got to make sure all this other stuff is. And then you find out that no, no, actually the drivers updating are like hurting you <laughs> they're the problem yeah so then you have to like roll back stuff um one of the th- one of the and i'll never forget this one of the the things for um on the activision site was like well have you tried uninstalling everything and just have windows and call of duty on your system oh is that it yeah i just have a five thousand dollar <laughs> call of duty <laughs> call machine. of duty machine like get out of here i uh, man i i don't think i've been so angry with a game where it was like we would play and maybe like every other match, it would just quit out. And then like it's not because I don't I want to stop playing because like again, like I said, that's also my favorite moment. How can it how can it be your favorite moment when you're doing really well, but then like also the most rage inducing thing in the world? Well, because you lose you lose the that's what I mean. Yeah, it's moment. just like so it's, I totally agree with that. I didn't have those problems, but in extension, I will um, include Call of Duty's fucking menu, dude. The worst, yeah. like the gun progression in this game is the worst shit I've ever seen in my entire life. Like, 
I don't, I don't know if have you played it, Jeff? I have not, but so here's how it works. I understand. You have like attachments, right? But you have requirements to unlock these attachments. You have to get gun, X gun to a certain level. So you'll go to X gun, which it doesn't take you to the gun. You have to fucking find it. And <laughs> it's, a it's mi- not a little mini game. It's, it's like a little hide and seek. It's thing. not yeah. real guns. Like, you, you know, like back in the day, it was like, oh, P90. I know what that is. I can get there quickly. Now it's called the whatever it's called, like because they don't have the licensing. So sure. you don't know what the guns are called. You're like searching for it. And then you get to that gun and you're like, OK, I need this to level three. Oh, wait, I don't have that gun unlocked. I need another gun to level <laughs> 10 to get this and one. It's not, it's not like it's the same class of gun. Yeah. No. It's like, oh, I want, the, I want the MP5, so let me work on a fucking marksman yes, rifle yes. And, and different things yeah. like that. It's and like the family see, tree of example, guns. I try not to swear on podcasts, but this game is just, <laughs> <laughs> it just infuriates me. So I have the worst mouth in Call of Duty. Oh, my God. That's really? what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying, dude. People so who turn are into a different person. mild-mannered. When they play Call of Duty, it's magical. It's they become bad. sailors, man. It's crazy. Yeah. It's, I don't know. It's not good. With all of those reasonings, because I think for this category, we're picking a game, you're, oh, yeah. right? You're not a specific game. moment. So yeah. I would say Call of Duty. Oh, oh yeah. Two. I think Call Maybe of Duty wins. <laughs> <For all those laughs> Technical factors. issues yeah. and, and I, menus. It's not a bad game. I sure. really enjoy the game, but man. Call, Call of the, Duty is on my, my... So like if you were doing like a top 10, like a classic, like 10 games, like absolutely on my list yeah i sure I, I, it, like i said it's my favorite moment of the year it's just like, <laughs> the highs are high but oh the lows my gosh, are just like, rough yeah and it's like every time it, not to keep piling on but it's like and then it's one of those things where once it crashes it's like would you like to verify your game files i'm like <laughs> sure i'll verify my game files <laughs> For the there's time. always 33 files that are corrupted so then you do that, you download those again, which takes a little bit of time, and then you have to recompile all your shaders again, which takes forever. And then once it recompiles the shaders, it makes you restart the game. So every time you launch a game after a crash, you launch the game, recompile, restart the game again. And it's just like, and you know this um, every single time it crashes, you have to do this. So it's like, okay, crash, reboot like three times to maybe get into a match. If, if people drop in your party, you have to disband the party completely and re-up the party. Like, just... Mm. Oh, man. It's... <laughs> the last thing I'll say about this, and we're just dogpiling yeah, this point, well, hey, but is people just need it now. when you're configuring your setups and the party leader starts to, to find a match, it kicks you out of the menu. Yes, yeah, so you're trying it to, like, build save, it on really fast. It doesn't fast. save your progress. You don't have enough time to do you anything. You don't have enough time. Because the, the, the menu navigation is its own game. Yeah, it's so bad. <laughs> It's a puzzle game. Yeah, you, you can't. You get a free puzzle game out. within Call of Duty. Now, it's fantastic. Now, I, I know we're, we need to move on, but this Call of Duty is a tried and true formula. What happened here? I, I Didn't I send you the video, Tyler, of yeah. like the old Modern Warfare 2's menu? Yeah. And the guy's like, look how clean this UI is. Look yeah. how simple. I know exactly where I need to go. I know exactly what, you know what I mean? And then it compares it to like the monstrosity that it is. I think that just like try to do too much. They're like, we got to be modern. We got to be like, you know, we got to, this can't be your, your grandpa's Modern Warfare 2. <laughs> this is like hip and new. It, and it's it just, it was to, too much. It needs to be like Fortnite. It needs to yeah. uh, connect with the younger audience and yeah. what they're just, used to as what a UI is. I can't blame them for that. I understand right. what they're trying to do. Yeah. But today's UI in general, and we had this on uh, as a category. I took it off because I was getting frustrated and just, I hated every UI of every video game. But like generally speaking, it's just it's overload and they try to hit you with so many things and they do these things where like they're they're 
showing you like even if you buy like i paid 70 dollars for this game and it's not enough they're gonna yeah. show me a 30 dollar battle pass even though a battle pass technically only costs 10 they'll own like whenever you go to the battle pass it's like hey 30 dollars for this big battle pass and you have to like go menus over to find like oh it's actually 10 but we wanted to give you the extra skins or something it's yeah. just like come on man all right well anyway so call it you guys feel good you guys feel good congratulations on your couch award <laughs> um all right what do we got uh, next shaking, I know we, the, uh, shaking the hat violently right now yeah, yeah all right well here's a fun one all right the best game we didn't get to play uh, yeah the, so the game we we want didn't have time to play but we're looking uh, yeah, forward 100, to 100 plus games came out this yeah. year we I don't want to say we were slacking. We had a lot going on. Jeff, you played a lot of games. I, but like specifically from 2022, yeah. we're adding to our backlog, I think it's safe to say. So yeah. it's like, what what are these games we want to uh, maybe have like first kind of like, they're, they're next on the list, right? Yeah. Uh, before 2023 kicks off. Yeah, super interesting category. I think uh, when people say that there was a gaming drought in 2022, it's like I, I can't connect with that. I don't understand. There's, I technically stream four hours a day every day as a job, and I cannot even come close to keeping up with the amount of games that are out right now, yeah. especially in the backlog. But um, there is a game, and this is going to be a deep cut. It came out of nowhere, and I saw a trailer for it, and maybe it was Video Games Chronicles, or I don't know what um, uh, website posted it, but it was like, oh, you, the sleeper hit of 2022 is a RPG you never heard of. And I was like, oh, that's clickbaity. Like, of course I'm going to click on that. <laughs> like, yep, who yep. wouldn't? And I'm, I can't even pronounce the title of this game. That's kind of how weird it is but it i think it's asked libra revision asked libra L revision it is by a developer named kaizo it has six out six thousand one hundred and seven overwhelmingly positive reviews in, on steam right now hmm. um the description of this game is con confront confront time and fate in the 2d action rpg rpg asked libra revision explore meticulously crafted worlds fight brutal boss battles and upgrade your skills to take down enemies lurking around every corner and that's the entire description but when i look at this game visually it looks like blasphemous which oh. I, I don't know if you guys yeah. can visually get that in your That's brain like the, you're talking side scroller yes right? yeah like pixelated yeah it looks like that maybe a little bit more hand painted but an rpg where you have your hit points you have your spells you have your different abilities with these beautifully crafted bosses and i haven't even had the chance to buy this game yet i i don't i think it came out last month and like i said i read that article and i'm instantly like this is at my top to play list like i want somebody uh, if you guys aren't familiar with how my stream works, whoever wins the bid gets to pick the next game I play. I'm like, whoever wins next bid, please consider this game. Like, I'm trying to, like, plug it, like, get some because I want to play it so desperately. And um, it just came out of nowhere. And, like, a lot of games this year, you're kind of sidetracked with, oh, shit, like, I have this God of War Ragnarok, you know, this 40-hour game that is so captivating, but there's also these little indie darlings coming out. Um aside from these huge uh, encompassing time sinks. Uh, so yeah, I, that is the game that I wish I got to play. Okay. Interesting. That's a, that's a deep cut. It like is. You said, yeah, I, I like just, that. I would say just 
look it up. You're on gonna Steam. you're gonna have to send awesome. me the uh, the link to it because what I think I, I well don't hold me to this, but I'm gonna try to like we're in the middle of redoing our site, sure. like our website, and we're making it all all fancy like. But I think that that'll be good to like maybe like start linking to yeah. things like that for uh, for anyone that, interested. Yeah, yeah. Now that you mention it, uh, Jeff obviously a streamer. Uh, what killed Jeff? Yes, on uh, Twitch. Twitch.tv slash what killed Jeff. Yeah. Um, Always a great time. It, it, yeah. You know what? We, we have fun. Small community. Um, I just recently, if you're, the, li- if you're listening out there, I just recently banned my first person. Oh. And that was a huge stepping stone. I Yikes. hated it. I, I just hated means you it. made it. I don't think it means I made it. I think I realized that we to go back to therapy. You can't fix everyone. Like some mm-hmm. people are just yeah. meant to watch the city burn or whatever that Batman line. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, check out the stream every uh, day, f- two p.m. Eastern Standard Time to six p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I'm like trying to forget when or trying to remember when I stream. But yeah, come stop nice. by and say hey. No, yeah, and I don't know. I always enjoy like smaller communities. So much more intimate. Like the streamers almost guaranteed to acknowledge you, right? <laughs> But it's just I, always fun. So yeah. I, uh, there will be times where I go on Twitch and just like a game, and then like the person with like four viewers. Sure, you know what I mean. So yeah, uh, check them out. It's always a, it's always a great time. I try to I try to catch it when I can. Absolutely, especially when there's a game. I I'm like, oh man, I wonder yeah. how Jeff's gonna like, feel about this game. Yeah. So one of these days, whenever I have time to like get back into Neon White. Oh, I I'm can't wait. Yeah, you got to get him to play it. Yeah. I want to play Neon White. So, All right, so remind me what category we're on. Oh, uh, games of Yeah, so uh, technically yeah. I started God of War, so I guess that doesn't count. So I have to say Elden Ring. Uh, obviously, one game of the year on the on the not-so-popular show. Yeah. Not the, as popular as us. Yeah. But uh, it's so hyped. But my partner in crime like tries to talk me out of it every day. And... Uh, <laughs> I just think I have to experience it for myself. Like I know I'm gonna hate it, but like I have to make sure because it's so hyped. Like it's, everyone loves yeah. this game, so like yeah. for me it's Elden Ring, which is probably a pretty big, pretty big one. People are probably like, "Dude, why have you not played it yet?" <laughs> I'm shocked to hear this from you. Well, I'm so I'm scared shitless to play this game, dude. Like I, it just sounds so miserable to me because yeah. I'm a, I'm the guy who like loves easy mode. I want to get off work. I want to be a god, and this is not that. <laughs> I think I would enjoy it most playing a bullshit strategy. Like I know there's like, a, correct me if I'm wrong, Jeff. I think there's a strategy where like you can summon like a ghost and then you can just do ranged. So that ghost is, I would say, uh, yes, you can absolutely do. People that. consider like cheating, right? Yes, I did not. I never summoned that ghost right. because what it does is it, it mimics whatever you are. So okay, it's not just spells. If you're a dual wielding bleed build with uh, katanas, it's gonna your shadow is gonna be a dual blading yeah. wielding yeah. katanas or whatever. Right. It, it is whatever you are. Um, but that is how they that is their accessibility option in this game. You get it fairly early in the game, and they're saying, "Hey, you know what? If you're having difficulty, we're going to give you this shadow that's probably going to have aggro on the boss, probably be taking a lot of attacks from the boss, and you can kind of do your own thing for a little bit." Um, there's also, like you said, uh, like bullshit strategy. There are a lot of builds in Elden Ring that are also, in my opinion, the accessibility option in terms of difficulty. Um, the boss that took me 357 attempts to beat, uh, if you go this one build, you can basically kill her while she's transforming into her second form. Like, it, 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 
I, I watched it and it was a little bit rage inducing to me that no, <laughs> knowing that people are doing this and I'm like, but you're missing out on like the moment of win because people are like beating this boss and they're like, yeah, like, okay, that was kind of a cool boss. She looked cool. And meanwhile, my experience was like, <gasps> like just throwing shit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, whenever I won, I was so excited, but right. I am so excited. I'm so thrilled that you even put this on your list. And if you are looking for ways to play this game that would be more suitable to how you like to enjoy games, I can certainly. Like, yeah, hook you up I, with I that. need uh, OP build, easy mode. Okay, I can <laughs> do that. How I would like to play the game, which probably do, makes do you cringe. A, do but they have a mod? Like they, they have this game modded yet, where it's just like, hey, every every person's like a one shot, and you, and you just have like a, a thousand <laughs> lives. The game I want to play. <laughs> That's what I want to. I, I want to see it. I want the exploration. Yeah. Uh, I just. Oh man. No, uh, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't want to be punished for it. <laughs> I, yeah. Okay, we'll get there. All right. What about yeah, we'll you, get Ty? there. What about you, yeah. Ty? Um. Okay, so I have a list. Uh, I'm sorry, I didn't realize we were just picking one. So I actually started high on life because I was going to see if I could try to shoehorn it in somewhere because uh, i i would say i enjoy rick and morty more than i don't but it is very hit or miss for me like okay. the the kind of um like what, what would you call that type of dialogue like the rambling dialogue like oh yeah no you you, 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 you did the thing like it, like literally like stuttering and doing that yeah, kind of yeah, stuff yeah uh, how, how i talk so I like that, and I like that they have the guts to put that into a video game, and they have some funny lines. I'm just the intro is okay. Like it does this thing in games where it's like, oh, that's this is super lazy to do X Y Z and stuff. It's like fourth yeah, but wall if you, stuff. yeah, but I like the fourth wall. But if you're telling me how bad a certain gameplay element is in a video game. Yeah, it's funny that you're calling it out, but if you still make me do that thing, that's super bad. It's kind of annoying. It's like, okay, so you know this is bad and you yeah. put it in anyway is what you're telling me. Um, It'd be better if it was like, so more on that, oh, yeah. man, and nobody likes this and then it like crosses Something it off happens. the list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, you know, yeah that would uh, be better. But anyway, it's humorous. We'll get there uh, sometime next year whenever I kind of get around to it. Um, but uh, Chained Echoes, which mm. just came out on Game Pass, which, you know, you put out a... a big RPG on Game Pass in December. It's like, well, good luck. I'm not going to get to that. Right. You know? Yeah. Uh, so that looks interesting. Um, uh, Warhammer 40K Dark Tide. So it's like a, a Vermintide, but with like guns and Warhammer 40K, like Space Marine type stuff. So did you see, that. sorry, sidebar here. Yeah. And I know we're, we're going over, but uh, Henry Cavill. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Live action yeah. uh, 40K. That's, That's so weird. Sweet. Dude, yeah. what's going on with him? Because it's like, hey, He's I'm not, not, not going to yeah. be Witcher because yeah. I'm going to be Superman. Yeah. Hey, I'm not going to be Superman. <laughs> Let's right. do 40K. Isn't, wasn't he in the Black Adam? Is that a spoiler? Sorry. Was he? Yeah. That's I a, have, I in the trailer, I, he was. In the no, trailer, I, he was. I, was he? Yeah, I thought so. I thought so. I think that might have been a fan trailer. Maybe. Did. Maybe. <laughs> maybe I got duped. Somebody, I, I, I swear, think it, either The Rock or he said, maybe it was The Rock that said, like, hey, we're, I'm going to fight Superman. Yeah, but that doesn't mean Henry. Yeah, Cowell, it doesn't mean so. Henry. Cowell, yeah. yeah, yeah. They're rebooting. Anyways, yeah. Sorry, anyway. I wanted to mention that. Uh, so that uh, Weird West looks pretty cool. Um, it, it didn't get great reviews, but I still want to play it. Uh, Callisto Protocol. Out of all of these, I think Callisto Protocol, uh, just because that thing looks gorgeous. Mm. Like, I, I mean, Jeff, you're playing like at good graphics and everything. Amazing graphics. Yeah, like S like the lighting is. 
there is a seizure moment, and I've never had a seizure moment before, but I had a seizure moment. So oh. that was something, but it only happened one time because the lighting is so spectacular. Like, and I, I was just like, my, maybe my brain needed to adjust to the, yeah. this, this new fidelity, but the game is amazing looking. I will just caveat that with there is no performance mode. So this game will be running at, um, you know, it can run at 4K or whatever, but it, I believe it's a dynamic 30 frames. So you're Even gonna, on PC? Mm, yeah. I, you might want to check the PC when I played on PS5. I, the reason I say it was dynamic because this was not like a lock 30. Like this was much better than a, than a lock 30. You do, you, you fall into it very easily, but you, this is not going to be that yeah. high frame rate. Um, I'm a experience. mark for Josh Demol. I just like him a lot. <laughs> I don't care if it's World War II or outer space horror. I mean, it is, like, it oh. is so gorgeous. Such a uh, gorgeous game. So, so that's that's high on my list. Um, uh, I, I want to try Immortality. I think that would be a cool thing to to check out. Um, but so Callisto Protocol would be mine, and then uh, Mario Rabbit Sparks of Hope because I love the first one, and this one got fantastic reviews too and i think that's gonna be like just a fun thing i just hate that i have a steam deck and i want to play the steam deck but then it's like hey you want to play your switch like uh, okay. <laughs> um and then uh the last one too which just kind of came out of nowhere and i was going to talk to you about this john need for speed unbound oh, apparently is like good really yeah. yeah i haven't heard that so we might need I've to heard that. We, okay we might need to check that uh, out yeah. as a car game I'd yeah have to look into that yeah one. right yeah, interesting uh, all right so i think that might kind of bridge it where it's not necessarily like hardcore forza but yeah 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 i could, kind of I could have some fun with yeah, it and, yeah. you know, get some use out of that wheel interesting yeah that's intriguing um i don't know if we pick maybe we just put the three that all right we yeah want i love that yeah idea. that's another uh, super personal one yeah so i'm gonna i'm gonna actually go ahead and input Callista protocol on that one okay um and then, how do you how do you spell yours, Jeff? A S T A S T L I B R A L I B. Okay. Revision. Revision. Sure. Uh, yeah. I'm sorry, John. What was yours? Uh, uh, e L. Uh, oh. <laughs> uh, okay, okay, okay. Okay. All right. Yeah. Right. Right. Okay. Got it. Yeah. Well, I mean, we're loosey goosey with the rules on on that one. Uh, I mean, what, what can you do? Pick one of those three. Sure. I think. I think out of those three, I would be more interested to watch John play Elden Ring. <laughs> if oh, I'm being, I, if I'm being I would. perfectly honest, there, if we had, to are pick you allowed one. to play with someone else? Is that cheating as well? Is that <laughs> no? I want you guys to have the experience that you want to have. So if you guys want to team up, you can team up. Oh, up yeah, through I the whole teammate. game. Someone carry me. We we've talked about our our uh, series where we we just have one life, right? Yeah, yeah. So like, in Elden Ring too. Uh, why yeah. not? Yeah. Like all, yeah. all these games. Are, Did we like, tell super you about like how we want to play Tarkov? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Just create a whole backstory <laughs> for each of our characters. We're like cousins or something in the Russian wilderness. Sure. We have like hunting rifles. <laughs> we should see how far we get. Yeah, we should <laughs> get dope five <laughs> seconds in. Yeah, it's yeah. over. All right, all right. What's next? Shaking this up. We got it. We we yeah. We're, we're an hour in. Way over. And we we have to. Okay. Yeah. We'll we'll speed um, it up a little bit. So this is a fun one. Uh, best Boomerang game. So again, a lot of games came out in 2022. However, there are those few games that we just keep coming back to, yeah. uh, regardless of date, like when they came out, right? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I I'm gonna go first on this one actually, just because I feel like it's a it's a no brainer for me. Um, but 
Oh, I had five down here actually, but <laughs> I was gonna I'm say exactly. you have a okay. million. No, 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 that's true. But I, I, Sea of Thieves in Diablo three. Those are my comfort foods. Those are my. I will curl up and always do that. Uh, you know, kind of go back to those. Um, the the only thing I'll say specifically for this year is uh, Sea of Thieves. The the group that I play with kind of fell off. Uh, so it's not nearly as fun without like a consistent yeah. time. And and because it fell off and other people continue to get good, then you get dumpster and it's this kind of like cycle of like, oh, it doesn't feel good to play anymore. Uh, so that that's starting to kind of wane a little bit. And then Diablo 3 uh, is just one of those, hey, check in, do the season, get all the gear, and that's it. And that's starting to like st- slowly wear down where it's good to go back in and like knock things out and kind of run through like – you know, go through the motions and don't have to think about something. Let's do a podcast or whatever. But th- those are my two. Those are good. Those are good too. Yeah. All right. Well, I guess I'll go. I, there's no surprise to anyone. Uh, I'm completely addicted to League of Legends. It's a <laughs> huge problem I'm working on. But uh, it's so weird too because League's like not an easy game. So I feel like part of me is just like I I spent so much time learning this game and understanding it that it, like it feels like a waste to like never play that but it's also like i don't know like when league's going well dude it's like the best moments like because you know it's such a challenging game where like the skill expression is super high and like the people you're playing against are potentially really good so like when you beat someone like with pure skill you know you've earned it it's like this was not easy and you beat them so also i mean it's just i don't know i just think it's competitively i think it's the best game personally uh just you know through the team play dynamic but individual skill expression is such a good balance and then like just you know the strategy involved as well mm-hmm. where you know there's a strategy before the game even starts with the characters you're picking there's a strategy in the game about what objectives you want to take and when and where you're grouping up with your team and how you combo your abilities with each other it's just like infinite amount of possibilities that can happen and no game's ever the same, so I don't know. I just always find something new I love about it and uh, keep coming back to it, even though it's uh, very rage-inducing <laughs> as well. <laughs> what do you got? So completely understand the League of Legends pick. That was the game that came to mind first when I read this category. However, I'm going to introduce a new game that somebody cursed me with, uh-oh. And that is Valorant. Someone convinced me, <laughs> same company, <laughs> to install this piece of shit with its terrible anti-cheat software that like is apparently incredibly intrusive to your PC. But now I'm hooked on another Riot game. So my daily is like trying to not play these games. So uh after stream, after work, I might get dinner and then it's World of Warcraft Dungeons, whenever I lose at those, I go to League of Legends. Whenever I lose at League of Legends, I now go to Valorant. And when I lose at Valorant, I just go back to World of Warcraft to uh, no, lose again. The cycle. So <laughs> these boomerang games, the, the one thing I will say about them is one of my least favorite things in games is RNG. I really don't like RNG. So when we think about League of Legends and Valorant, some of the Valorant has almost no RNG. League of Legends really only has dragon spawns and maybe crit chance. That's really going to determine any type of outplay uh, in uh, a fight. So there's very little RNG in that. 
Um, and in World of Warcraft, other than loot, there's very little RNG. So those that usually is uh, what makes a successful game for a Jeff or, or a me. Is if if it if like you said, when you win, you know you won because of skill. I don't want anything. If I lose, I want it to be completely on me. Yeah, or my jungler. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's always the jungler's fault. But yeah, it's true. not the healer; it's the jungler. <laughs> yeah, it's healer and wow, jungler and uh, yeah. So bleak. that's my that's my new boomerang is Valo. All right. Yeah, Valorant like won a lot of awards in the esports realm this year, which I kind of predicted. Like it's it's been popping off, and yeah. it's interesting that Riot's like you know, having a focus on it mm-hmm. upcoming. They like give it the prime time spot over League of Legends. So it's kind of interesting how it, yeah. they're kind of yeah. favoring it. Anyways, there's my esports talk for the day. <laughs> do, we, do we just do the three? Do we say, yeah, so we're we saying do the League three. of Legends, yeah, Valorant, that's, CFUs? That's fine. It's funny. We probably should have just done that for all of these I, as we go through. <laughs> well, yeah. Tyler and I were talking before we started and it's like, this is our first one. Yeah, so there's we'll growing pains and we, you know, we, we adjust as we go. So my my New Year's resolution. We'll get. We'll talk about this. I'm sure in an upcoming episode. Yeah. But like, I I want to keep up with the games and, oh, and just be I like know. and just really make it like a discipline of like, oh, it's January. This thing came out. I have to play yeah. and beat yeah. this thing. Yeah. Um, we'll we'll uh, yeah. We'll talk about that. All right. Uh. So let's see hat here. shake. Hat shake again. And <laughs> best gameplay. Ooh. It's a, it's a loaded one, and this is yeah. hard to separate best gameplay from uh, like game of the year, right? Like I, obviously, there's a big crossover there. Yeah. So, or do we feel comfortable talking specifically like like the gameplay loop? So, like gameplay meaning like the the actions you take within the video game, not the no story and right, music right, hundred percent yeah, yeah, yeah. input, Complete, whatever you are doing, completely yeah. technical, yeah, right, yeah. Um, do you want to go first, Tyler? Because I I might surprise you. There's kind of two schools of thought I have on this. Oh, you have a list of every game. Ever. I was going to say. Okay, I, never mind. I, so I, let me give you my list. Uh, yeah, tell me. you what. Well, let Jeff go first. Okay, we, yeah, yeah, sure. We'll just keep going around. I wish that I had a more intriguing pick for this one, but you guys know who you brought on, and you know that I'm going to pick Elden Ring. Yeah, yeah you yeah. knew. Like if 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 one of these categories, you guys knew what I was going to pick, it was going to be this one. I adore from software games and I wasn't one of the early adopters I came on at Dark Souls 3 I had to go back and play Dark Souls 1 and then Bloodborne and and so on and so on but Elden Ring absolutely crushed it for me it delivered on everything that I wanted it to be and more and I this is another gush game like I, I almost can't put my thoughts together for how good I interpreted this game I understand that some people had difficulty with it but for me when this game launched, we did a LAN party. So there was one, two, three, four, five of us playing this all in a basement. And it was so interesting to see where everyone went because everyone took a completely different path. And you know what my path was? When you load up Elden Ring, there is this boss that you are facing right away. And you are not meant to fight this boss. You are not meant to beat this boss. It two shots you. And I spent my entire night fighting this boss and I didn't beat it and that's okay <laughs> and I loved every minute of it while like my other friends were off like oh look at this dungeon like I got this sweet thing like I'm level six now I'm like oh man you won't believe it I got this boss to 72 percent like this is great this game <laughs> um I just can't get enough of it and I think what Elden Ring did so fantastically 
opposed to some of the other games was really opening up how you can play. You're not just having magic. You're not just having like your two heavy two-handed sword. All of these weapons, and actually, I would actually fault the game for giving you too many weapon choices. You can you almost create that League of Legends character in the game. You kind of have this persona. Like my persona, I had this holy um, scythe that let you jump into the air and come down with a combo. And it wasn't very overpowered, but it was like, for some reason, I connect to the scythe as a weapon. It's super cool. I'm jumping around. Like, it was just how I decided to play the game. And I and it felt very RPG-like. I think that no other game in the history of gaming has done open-world level design as good as Elden Ring. It is just... It's perplexing how they put some of these cities smack dab in this open world and say, oh, by the way, there's a completely... Uh, like undiscovered dungeon that's so intricate that you're gonna have to like maybe draw it down in a journal or like go online to find the map. And for some people that can be very um, off putty. But for me, it's like, I I, I want this in games. I want discoverability. I want adventure. I don't want the linear path. I don't want the obvious. I want the, oh crap, maybe I went the wrong way this way. I'm going to go left and see if left is the right answer. Oh, left and right are neither right or left is the right answer. I guess I'll go backwards or forwards. I love that. So that is my gush. I'll let you guys go. No, it's a good pick, right? Um, I'm always curious, you know, if, uh, people who love from software games, specifically about the gameplay, what it is that attracts them. Is it the skill expression that you're able to exhibit? Is it learning the patterns of a boss so you you feel the progression of of yourself getting better and understanding that is it i know you talked about the exploration i know that's a huge part of it as well but what about the individual fighting that do you feel is your favorite aspect of it i think again that goes back to the customization part of okay. elden ring like yeah. this is elden ring felt so different especially from then especially apart from something like bloodborne or um i don't know why i'm blanking on the ninja one but uh, the ninja Sekiro. Sekiro, where there was you, you very had you only had one build, and you, it was you either beat the boss or not. This felt like, hey, you know what? If this weapon isn't working for this boss, let me try the faster build. Let me try the slower build because you can kind of have multiple with the same stats. But for me, I I think you hit the nail on the head with learning the boss like routine or. or choreography i yeah. it, it feels so good to be like oh i know what that wind up looks like i actually don't have to hit the hit the dodge button i actually just have to step backwards and one of my favorite bosses in elden ring is just a side boss because you can completely take zero damage from him if you utilize sprinting dodging blocking parrying and i think just straight up blocking so like whenever i learned how to do each one of those in correspondence to one of his very telegraphed actions, it made you feel like a god. So that is, I think the learning the routine is what really drives me in this. Well, games. You, you see those those TikToks too, where it's just somebody just like walking just naked towards yep. a boss <laughs> and like inches a pixel out of the way and yep. dodges something yeah. and just knocks their yeah their the skill expressions. Stuff. It's crazy, pretty cool. I, I do, yeah. yeah, it is intriguing to me. Um, is it my go? Yeah, yeah what do you go for? All right, so this might surprise you. So I was thinking about this, and I was thinking about Call of Duty again because this year's Call of Duty, the gunplay feels so nice. There's a lot of great guns, and I haven't felt that way about a Call of Duty in many, many years. And there's just something that, oh, man, 
when Call of Duty gets it right, the gunplay is just like butter. It just feels so yeah. good. The hit markers feel so good, like a clean headshot. But there's this other game that came out <laughs> this year that I think it was early this year. I hope it was this year. Please okay. correct if I'm wrong. Yeah. It's called Vampire Survivors. Yes. And yes. this game is like <laughs> pixel and just transported me back into my childhood, <laughs> like flash games. Like you go and like congregate and you play like these flash games. And this was just like that simple premise, fun gameplay, tons of power ups and upgrades. Yep. Nothing complicated. So addicting. So fun. Like you just pretty much it's just a horde of monsters coming at you. And you start like really weak, shooting like one bolt or like I guess there's different characters, you, you know, maybe mm-hmm. like a throwing knife or something. And then you just progressively get more power ups and more abilities as the game goes on. And by the end of the round or the game that you're playing, you're just a fucking god. Just, like, <laughs> like you don't even laser have, beams right, going everywhere. Like yeah. the screen gets crazy. It's just so addicting just to yeah. see that. And it's really simple. Like anyone can pick up and play this game. It's not limited by you know skill cap or anything like that it's just i don't know it really just reminded me of like these old flash games that you would be in indoor recess you'd go on you just play it you can mm-hmm. play a couple rounds of vampire survivor like it belonged back then but it was in modern day it was so much fun so to me that's like my what a perfect balance of simplicity and just pure fun see that that's actually a sh- I'm, I'm happy you said that so vampire survivors is mine uh okay. as far Ooh. as far as actual gameplay because i i Put quite a few things on the list, right? Like I'm, I'm talking like, hey, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Shredder's Revenge did a very good, like it's good gameplay in terms of what you would expect from that. Right. The reason, uh, which we talked about before, the Vampire Survivors is, it's very easy to pick up and play. It's thirty minutes. Yeah. Period. Like yeah. every run is thir- exactly, exactly thirty minutes. You know what you get, and you're like, oh, I have a lunch break. I'll do a run of this and whatever. But the problem is the run is always like, I could do another one or uh, you, you die. <laughs> like I could, I could do this. And, um, it, there's some discoverability. They keep updating it. They keep giving you more weapons, more characters, more levels, all that stuff. Um, and it just spawns this new, I'm going to say new, I, I'm sure there's a game out there that it's very similar to it or something like that. But I would, I would say this new genre of, uh, game where it's like people uh, kind of reference it as like a reverse bullet hell right where you're the ones shooting the bullet yeah, um, yeah. And, it, and you just move and it just auto attacks you don't have to worry about anything it, it's just it's so good um, and simple and and when you, you're talking about something as pure as just gameplay yeah instantly comes to mind because that's the only it's just gameplay that's there's it. some progression elements obviously and upgrades but at yeah. the core of it it's just such fun gameplay that that's all it needs right it knows exactly what it is so yeah um and then one honorable mention and this is still in early access so i think this is something that we'll probably be talking about uh for next year but have you guys heard of backpack hero no please explain backpack hero you are a pack rat so you're you're a rat and you have this backpack and the whole (laughs) idea is you go through um did you ever play um uh, what was it like? It's like a gothic game, and it's like an RPG, uh, and you have to like pick different uh, attacks. And it's like you you walk through like a like a uh, it's dungeon something maybe. Crap, I'll have to mm. think about it. But it's it's like a like a um, uh, turn based like a like RPG ish thing. But you're just walking in a straight line. You come up against an enemy. You pick attacks. They pick attacks. You kill them, and you just keep moving forward. 
Um, and backpack hero is very similar to this, but the whole premise is you just keep picking up these items that are different sizes and think like the resident evil, uh, inventory yeah. system. And you have to fit them in your backpack in such a way. So you want to keep all your stuff and, and get it in your backpack. Now, the fun thing is the different items that are next to each other, uh, will interact with each other and that's how you form attacks. So for instance, if you pick up an arrow on your adventures and you put an arrow in your backpack, good, you have an arrow, but until you find like a bow, you can't shoot that arrow. But once you find the bow, then you start moving the stuff around. So like you'll get special bows where it's like any arrow to the left of the bow gets a plus one damage. So now you're taking this strategy of, okay, well, I want to keep all my arrows to the left of the bow. And that, that takes the entire backpack. But then it's like, okay, but then if I put uh, this like a pendant above the bow and arrow, I get a plus five to the bow and arrow, which then stacks to the arrows. However, if I have a pendant, then I lose armor. But if I have this boot, it, like I'm making a lot of that stuff up, but like it, it's finding the best way to organize your stuff in the, the, the kind of fun thing is you only have so much space. And obviously like if you, if you're bringing a shield to the fight, that's like six spots. So it makes you a tank, but then you have very little attack and stuff like that. So you can be like a glass cannon. You can be kind of this, this tanky guy. It's really fun. Uh, but it's an early access it's called backpack hero. Uh, something to check out, but my pick is vampire survivors. So anyway, uh, so we'll put Elden ring and vampire survivors as, as uh, best gameplay. What a duo. Um, what yeah. a duo. Yeah, it's the duality of <laughs> video games. That is funny. Um, yeah, it's I mean there's some other like really, you know, God of War obviously great gameplay, but Yeah. Uh, look, I don't know, man. I there's mean, something Neon, that Neon really White's stuck. fantastic. Yeah, yeah, but I don't know, there's something about that was is so pure. <laughs> uh okay, so after I shook up the hat yet again. Yeah. Our number 7 category Getting pretty best, quick at best. Yeah, no, I, I just, you know, we're moving, <laughs> moving. Uh, best backlog game. So this is a game that has not, this, this came out prior to 2022. Yeah. Um, we've been meaning to play it. We heard it was good or just curious about it. Yeah. Finally got around to playing it in 2022. Jeff, you want to start? I can certainly start. And I went with Cyberpunk 2077. There it is. I adored this game. And and honestly, talking to some of my friends who were like, oh, I didn't connect with the side quest or uh, the game started to fall short after the uh, lengthy introduction and and again, I'm not going to get into spoilers, but you know, once you detach from a certain character and it kind of, some people say it goes downhill. I'm not going to name names, but... (laughs) I, I think that this game at I, it never lost me. I it never once lost me. And I even played I talk about how I always play brutes. I'm brute in real life. I'm like this lumbering lumberjack, whatever. Lumbering lumberjack. I played like this hacker girl v, named V who like could take out enemies from super far away and, and do tech stuff, which I never do. And I absolutely loved it. But more so than anything else, I just, and I, I kind of alluded this, talked about this with Johnny Silverhand. I just connected with this story so much. Like this anti-corpo, uh, sit, like anti-system, like stick it to the man kind of thing. And yes, they might be terrorists, but I, for some reason <laughs> I'm on their side. Like, <laughs> you know, I, I just, I completely fell into this world. I thought it was one of the most unique worlds ever. And I know John and I, we, we talked about how interesting like GTA's world is yeah. and how realized it was. 
I think that even cyberpunk does a better job of cr- at least creating a world, maybe not making you feel like you're living in it, but it, it, to take a cyberpunk aesthetic and and create this, even though it is an existing IP and property and tabletop game, I think CD Projekt Red did a fantastic job once all the bugs were worked out with this game. Um, I bawled my eyes out. Multi, at, at every ending, I bawled. I've never had an end screen. It wasn't so even, it wasn't even... The end screen or the story, it was like the credits rolling and there's this thing that happens during the credit sequence that uh, I won't get into, but it felt well, we all, so Well, we all played human. it, right? Yep. I don't know. I mean, if you want to skip ahead. Did you beat listener, it? Yeah, I did beat it. Yeah. So if you want to skip ahead, listeners, for like 30 seconds or whatever. Or yeah, and I'm not going to talk about yeah, what right. happens to a character, but at the, at the credit sequence... Um, there's a character that dies almost no matter what ending you pick. Some, there's always someone that dies. Um, and during the credit sequence, there is a voice recording of all of the character's friends calling that character that died. And those people may or may not know that that character has died. They might just be checking in on them. They might be talking about what you know the last thing that they did together was. And it is so wholesome. It is so moving. I'm getting chills in my legs right now just thinking about like what those characters said to each other, like, "Hey, like, I ho- just, just, I hope you're doing well. I really enjoyed, you know, what we did the last time we were, we were together. I was, and I was sobbing on on stream. I was just a a, a, a wet noodle, just like uh, I couldn't, I almost couldn't understand." why I was crying because of how moving these human interactions were, even though this is like a cyberpunk world and emotions all at the door and, you know, sex sells and it's crazy. At the end of the day, they were, they were very human elements to this game. And, yeah. um, man, did I love cyberpunk 27. I can't wait for the DLC. <laughs> yeah. It was elbows going in there. Yeah. Oh uh, dude. Yeah. No, that's a great pick. I really enjoyed cyberpunk as well. And I think it's a fantastic game. If it was fully realized, I think, you know, there's some aspects that could have, like, if it was the cyberpunk world with the GTA, like, quality. Yeah. Probably my favorite game of all time. Like, on paper, this is, like, everything I want in a game. I love the aesthetic, the, like, atmosphere it is. I love the city. I just love everything about it. And it is, you know, I I did love love the game. It's not that I didn't love the game, but it yeah. is, yeah, it's, like, right up my alley, yeah. just how it is. But um, I played two games this year that, uh, <laughs> I should have played a long time ago, but uh, so picking between these two is tough. So I played a game. Anyone who knows me, I don't like puzzle games. Uh, I just think they're boring and I suck at them. So <laughs> I like never play them. But Portal is like kind of an exception. Like Portal is just like a legendary game. So Tyler's like, you got to play Portal. So I like played Portal One. And I was like, yeah, this is a really cool concept. It's really interesting. Like the dialogue is really funny. Uh, Gl- GLaDOS, right? Yeah. Yeah. She's like the best part of the game, obviously. And it's like, all right. But it's like, I don't know. Portal 1 is kind of like a, it seems like a, like a demo. You know what I mean? Like it's mm-hmm. like, there's not much to it. It's quick. Yeah. But it's good. And then you play Portal 2. And yeah. it's like, what just happened? Like <laughs> it just totally opens everything up. There's this crazy story that goes on. Like, oh my gosh. It was just so wild. I just did not expect to like, how well done the characters are. You're talking like robots the whole time, but they're yeah. like the most fleshed out yep. 
character, the voice acting is fantastic. The puzzles, puzzles are really interesting and in how they add unique elements every time. But to me, it was like the story and like the dialogue really like when they're talking to you and like your character doesn't talk. It's all just like they're talking at you and it's like <laughs> the funniest lines, the history of like the place you're trapped in. Like when you go down to the basement or whatever, it's just everything is just so well done. So that was that was something I really considered. I didn't expect to enjoy Portal 2, but I totally get it now why it's so legendary. But I also played Lord of the Rings. Shadow of, <laughs> Shadow of War. That's the second Shadow one, right? Of War, yeah. Shadow of you War. Went with the second, yeah. And as good as Portal 2 is, this game just clicked with me, dude. It's wow. brutal. It's like you're chopping orcs up. You're just fucking you're like a god. You're just too powerful. It's like super sweet. And it has like one of my favorite game mechanics I've ever seen in a game where you can like recruit orcs and you t attack fortresses and like you gain rivals. And it's like this natural thing where it's just like these natural stories kind of come up where like I'll never forget like there's this dude, there's this orc who's like all about natural whatever, the natural world and right, yeah. praise to the serpent or something. I forget. <laughs> And then I kill him and he comes back like his arm is like a is like metal now. And he's like slowly every time I kill him, he just replaces another body part <laughs> with metal. And now he like gets the nickname the machine. And it's like this. It was like to me, it was like in my head can. And I'm like, he like replaces his whole body and soul with machines. And he's like, fucks the natural yeah. world. Like he's all about like, I will do whatever it takes to beat you now. And yep. it's like so amazing. And uh yeah, Shadow of War was so fun. The the story's not great. It's like so the vanilla. I think the first one was better story-wise, yeah. but I knew that the the gameplay, like the mechanics and, yes. and just from you like the like the story's the second, not the, second one the story's is, is not great, yeah. but the gameplay aspects are just so amazing. What is it? The vengeance system, is that what it's called? Or Nemesis? I, Nemesis system, yeah. thank you. And oh my god, it is just so fun creating your army. Yep having those nicknames of the or they all have a personality it is so amazing and i'm sure that like the more you spend with it the more you can start seeing the little cogs moving in the in the the game part of it where it's like oh okay so this is the generator here and this this does this but i feel like that game doesn't necessarily wear out its welcome like if you did everything it'd probably get worse the more you played it yeah but i think you played it enough where you had like your story and it'd yeah. be very similar to other people's but like the names are different the way you interact with them is different your gameplay is different like yeah it was so personal yeah. to me and i remember those little stories about like the unique orcs that i just remember like there's this guy cut his head off and usually like once you decapitate someone they're done they're out right? that's, that's can't come usually back how the world yeah and then he comes back with his head sewn on and i was like what the f <laughs> it was just crazy like those yeah. things just stick out to me it's like so wild but yeah. oh man i love that game so that's my pick sorry that was a little long-winded. So, so my <laughs> my pick is tough because I kept like, oh, I played it, but it's this weird thing where like some games kind of first came out this year on the PC platform. So I don't know how all that works and stuff. So I have one, and and you talking about orcs just it made me like, oh, I did play this. So orcs must die three. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, is look, I, I'm not gonna like fight for this is like the best game in the world, but. I very much enjoy it. Have you ever played Orcs Must Die? I have Jeff? never played Orcs it's, Must Die. It's a tower defense game. It's just normal. You're a third person running around shooting orcs with your bow or, or whatever. 
and you just lay down a bunch of traps and just try to murder orcs in these creative ways and way better with friends uh no one played it with me so i played it <laughs> played it solo uh but i had a blast like it was fun it was just like this dumb like oh i'm actually okay like try to get the three stars very mobile game-esque but like it was just a really well-crafted put together game and i feel bad because this was a stadia exclusive back in 2020 uh where yeah it's just it's it's a dumb like hey we should play this for a day i i just love i mean that's like to me that's like the essence of video games right yeah it just reminds it's like video games is an amazing medium because like the highs are like so like you have like a god of war where it's like this is a masterpiece the, mm-hmm. the quality is amazing it looks amazing it feels amazing the voice acting is amazing but then you have like orcs must die three it's like this <laughs> is what this is what video games is all about or like vampire survivors yep dumb fun simple turn my brain off just have a good time and I always appreciate those types of games. I think it's super important. You need both ends of yeah, the spectrum, right? Yeah, you need like right? a solid like B game to to kind of like. Just I don't know, man. It's like whatever. that's how the medium was born. In my, I, turn, I'm just saying. Turns out most games I played this year actually came out this year. So yeah, I was like, yeah. going through everything. Like, man, I get this. Is a, I thought this was gonna be an easy one. Yeah, but I was like, nah, yeah. it's pretty tough. All, All right, right, so cool. good picks. Yeah, yeah, good yeah. picks. Um, okay, so next one is. Oh my god, we gotta <laughs> we gotta move this along. <laughs> oh, you mean we're halfway in two hours in? Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Most disappointing game of the year. Hmm. I have a I have a couple. Let's hear them. Uh, yeah, right. I don't know if I yeah. Go I for got it. A, I got one. Too. Okay. Okay. Elden. No. Okay. Hold on. I have two knives at my throat. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> one guy no, never I played it. I, I just, <laughs> okay. I could just hear our audience. Yeah. Hold <laughs> on. Uh, all right. So I'm just gonna run down this list. Yeah. Um, Diablo Immortal. Mm. Yep. Makes sense. Uh, so that's the that's the basically the mobile version of Diablo. I love Diablo. Obviously, it's my keep coming back to it. Yeah. Diablo Immortal, not fun. Yep. Uh, Dying Light Two, Stay Human. I love the original Dying Light. I bounced off this game. I probably tried it two, three times and I just could not enjoy this game. And I don't know why because on paper it should be fine. It's just this open world. I just felt like it just was... I don't want to say soulless because I always feel bad for like developers because like obviously they're putting yeah. their soul into these games. But it just it did not capture what the first one did for me where it was just like, oh, I love this. I love the momentum, the movement, all like it just, for whatever reason, like it's, it's well made. It just, I didn't, I, it was, I was disappointed. Uh, Tiny Tina's Wonderlands. I, I liked it. I was disappointed in like the end game because it was supposed to be this like, oh, you do all this stuff and then you unlock the end game. Mm. And I'm thinking like Mm. Diablo, this repeatable thing. You can keep playing Tiny Tina's Wonderlands. Yeah. But there's no reason to. <laughs> like, <you're> just like, <laughs> oh, you can make it tougher. Cool. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, eh, whatever. Yeah. Uh, which I know is a little hypocritical, me liking Diablo so much, because like Diablo's the same way. Like you're just getting slightly better increases. It just for whatever Diablo feels better. Uh, Mario Strikers Battle League. Holy crap, that is a rough like you beat that game in 30 minutes, and then there's there's nothing else. There's no story, there's no like it's just all online, all based off of your friends. If you can't convince your friends to go out and buy a Switch specifically for this game and play with you, then <laughs> you're just out of luck. Uh, so that was very disappointing. And I'm actually going to put both Pokemon games on here, both Arceus and 
Am I saying is it Arceus or Chaos? Arceus? I think it is Arceus. Yeah, Arceus and uh, Violet and Scarlet. Um, I'm leaning more towards Arceus on that one just because that's the one I actually played. I watched Chelsea play Scarlet and Violet. I think she played it one day and hasn't picked it up since then. Yeah. Um, and I just know that people were not happy with the performance and how janky that thing was and, and stuff like that. Anyway, so if I had to pick from all of these... I would probably say that um, I'm going to say Dying Light 2 actually is is my most disappointing game uh, just because I was actively looking forward to that one. Like I was actually excited yeah. when that came out. I'm like, I'm going to take the week off. This is what I'm going to be playing. And it's just like I played it over that weekend. I'm like, I'd rather work. <laughs> like that's that's <laughs> where it's like I'm not going to waste my my time off to to play this specifically. Yeah. Um, so that one's that was mine. What do you guys got? You want to go, Jeff? I can. Oh crap! I'm sorry. Hold on one second. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the the thing wasn't done yet. Uh, Stanley Parable Ultra Deluxe Edition. Great game. Still disappointing because I thought it was going to be more better somehow. And the irony is, they specifically are saying it's it's not going to be that. But then my dumb brain is like, it's going to be more. And it's like, no, that game is great if you've never played it before. But since I played the original. I don't think there was a, enough there. Too much overlap? I, I think yeah. so. I think they do a good job with it. It's just, I, for whatever reason, I was disappointed and I feel bad saying that because mm. they do it very, very well. I yeah. was just still disappointed coming sure, out of it. Sure, sure. And then uh, Stray. <laughs> Stray. <laughs> Look, Stray, everyone was saying, was the best thing since sliced bread. And I played it and it's good. It's fine. It's a cat. It's not... It, I will. That's going to be on my tombstone. Lo- loving <laughs> husband, Stray was not game of the year. Oh man, I, I can't it. believe how many nominees I got. I it's from the less popular so shows. Yeah. Like I so put in a not, like I'm uh, on the Golden Joystick Awards. It won best PlayStation game of the year. That's insane. That's you. Uh, come on, better than God of War and Horizon. That's that's nuts. Did Miles Morales come out this year? No. No. no? Okay. All right, Jeff. Would you like to? Yeah, yeah. I'll just I'll just follow up. Uh, I have two here, kind of falling into the most disappointing and worst of the year. Um, but I'll start. For me, most disappointing was hundred percent Pokemon Scarlet and Violet, and I think that is such a deserving award. I I don't know what Game Freak and Nintendo are doing here. I cannot believe that they have the most popular IP on Earth, and yet continue to put out a subpar product and 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 people buy it because they're just so hopeful they want this to be something special and yes the pokemon on there but that's all you get are the pokemon the the, the world is completely vague and passionless and and i want to say this this these games start off by feeding a legendary Pokemon a hoagie, and I, I don't even care if that's spoilers. That's how dumbed down these games are, where you feed the Pokemon a hoagie, and that's how your adventure starts. There's no character customization. You're wearing this uh, school uniform. It, it completely takes away any type of customization or embodiment oh, into really? the character. Yeah, like I oh, mean, there's man. some clothes you can get, but it's like really lackluster and in in 2022 you gotta give me something man you gotta you gotta give me something and and i i tell this all the time any art director can do a better job than the art director that's at game freak and i'm i'm sorry whoever you are but come on man like just look at the movies even detective pikachu was more 
inviting into that world than any of the video games have been since I would say you know the DS era. Um, but we're not a Pokemon podcast. Uh, that is just I, I'm sad. I'm we're sad almost for a Pokemon, Pokemon podcast. One, one thing to note too, uh, because it sounds. I mean, uh, obviously, John, you want to put yours up too, like. Uh, it, it's worth noting Temtem came out this year. I know. So, like, it, as far as what you want that core experience to be, um, now I played when it was in early access, but it, I felt that that was a little bit more akin it to kind of like what we were looking for from like a, a Pokemon game, where like, you know, your rival's your rival and actually yeah. wants to beat you. Yeah, <laughs> you actually have to heal up after you do the battles and, and different things. You have to pick the Pokemon you want or Temtems that you want to like level up and, and stuff like that. But what do you got, John? Did you have oh, another I, one? I, I just have one more uh, too, yeah. honorable mention for worst game of the year. Callisto <laughs> Protocol is awful. Uh, <laughs> oh, <so. laughs> that game is foul. But that's that my most anticipated. <laughs> <laughs> I am so, and I'm sad about it because it is so gorgeous. They have the setup. They have everything that should make this game phenomenal, and they just drop the ball. They drop the ball with gameplay. They drop the ball with um, weapon advancement. They drop the ball with enemy design they drop they drop the ball in everywhere that you think it shouldn't and this game falls incredibly short you i finished this game yesterday and i i finished stream i was saying goodbye guys and i realized i had already forgotten the main character's name like you know nothing you don't you don't care about the main character at all you don't care what's happening because you have no frame of reference of who, who any of the people are um you didn't play Dead Space Two. I right? played. I only played Dead Space Three. Yeah. So you played it when it was like dying, bad. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um. I and I. The reason I played Callisto Protocol was so that I can have a frame of reference for the Dead Space One remake coming out in January, mm. um, or maybe it's February. Um. But I'm hoping Dead Space. I would be interested to see because I, I I played Dead Space One. I didn't get super super into mm. it, but Dead Space Two for whatever. And I don't like horror games at all, mm. but Dead Space Two I loved. And could I tell you the story of it? No. I just like the, the <laughs> gameplay and the, the way I felt when playing that. I loved it, mm -hmm. which is why I was excited for Callisto Protocol. I'm like, oh, well, I, I could recapture that a little bit. Yeah. And if it's really gorgeous, I'm a, a horror for graphics. So, like, sure. Uh, but that's disappointing. Yeah. That's yeah. Like, and, oh, if, if I can, and if I can shout out the Helix Station podcast, which is a six-episode epi six narrative prequel to the Callisto Protocol video game, the podcast narrative is awesome. Yeah. It's like this super engrossing story. And then you get to the game and you're like, where did this story go? Why don't they tell me anything about any of these characters? And this is an eight to nine hour game that felt like 40. So Yikes. Um, okay. I am dumping on this game. I'm sorry if you guys like it, but just know what you're getting into. And if it's your thing, it's going to be your thing. If it's not... I, I don't think it should be anyone's thing, but so, <laughs> sorry, John. I'm not spending the full, <laughs> the full money on it. Yeah, All right, got what it. do you got, John? Yeah, so I wasn't sure what I was going to pick for this one, but after Tyler rattled off his list, uh, my pick's Tiny Tina's, and it's not because it's a bad game. It's because my expectation of what the game was going to be was like different than what it was, and that's just because I'm dumb. Because it was supposed to be like D and D, so I thought there was going to be like more of those elements incorporated, but it was like, oh no, it's just Borderlands with a D and D skin. Yeah. So I was like, oh man, that's not what I really wanted. So disappointing in that respect, even though it's my fault. But uh, it was still a fun game. I was, I just wish they went harder into the D and D aspect of it. I guess I think yeah. that would have been more interesting. But 
Um, like some of this stuff they did was really creative. Like you have spells, that's always cool, and mm-hmm. instead of like grenades, right? And then um, some of that stuff. But, but but even that, it's like you, there was still a one to one. It's the same. Yeah, it's literally it, yeah. it's literally a skin. Yeah, a D and D skin. Like it seems like I don't know. Seems it's like well a made. DLC, right? Yeah. Well, that's the thing is they made that DLC and they're like, oh, people seem to like this, and then it's like, well, yeah, yeah, yeah right, thing. right. Yeah. So that's my pick. Gotcha. Again, not a bad game, but do we need to pick one of these or no? Nah. Okay. I feel like we're on the train <laughs> now. <laughs> yeah, we're all over our picks. Yeah. <laughs> Moving along. All right, sure. Uh, okay, cool. So let's see here. So I didn't have a worst game of the year. If you want to put it as Callista uh, Protocol, I think that's fine. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah I'm good with that. That's, that's I'm good with that. We'll, we'll kind of skip that it's a good one. Pick. Uh, best story is what the hat is telling me now. Yeah, this is uh, Jeff. Why don't you go first? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what so, are you doing with that giant manuscript that you're pulling out? <laughs> no, I'm gonna keep it. Sh- <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> this do whatever you want. I buddy. am again God of War. I yeah. was and what am actually? I finished the game. I played on platinuming it. What I'm intrigued about is people are telling me that there is a secret ending or you understand more of the ending once you fully complete the game. So Mm. what I mean by that is I have finished the last boss, I've rolled credits, but I still have some side missions left. I have Does it let some you do the side bosses. Yes. Okay. So right at you don't have to like scum save or have a backup. Um, you can just continue after you beat the game. But I'm really intrigued as to what this secret knowledge, you know, like there's this secret fountain like waiting for me on a game that I already thought could not get better narratively. And I'm going to be frank, I don't think God of War does very many good things outside of its narrative. Um, I think it is strictly a narrative game at this point. I think its gameplay is actually lackluster um, (laughs) in a lot of ways. And that's really weird to say because I know a lot of people like God of War gameplay. I'm just not one of those people. Um, but this narrative was so, 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 so good. And the character, not even twists, but how they evolve. And when you hit that ending and there is a part that you see that in my mind completely changed Kratos and completely changed Atreus. And it's not like this slap you in the face. This is the ending. It's this very subtle moment that I hope to have sometime in my adulthood myself that was so breathtaking to me. And again, I'm not I'm not a, a crier. I'm on the Lexapro. I shouldn't be able to cry. Um, but I'm <laughs> so sit- it cuts through Lexapro and <laughs> yeah. get you a waterworks going. Yeah. And man. I am sitting there in stream on camera, recorded, bawling my eyes out. And I walked, I said, guys, you know what? While credits are rolling, I'm gonna walk away. I'm gonna go wash my face, grab a drink. Um, grab a snack, kind of cool down because I was so disheveled. I come back and on screen, I see Kratos' face and like some of these other characters and I just instantly start crying again because it was so moving. So um, So Nate told me you did that and that's one of the deciding factors when I was out for Black Friday. mm -hmm. Like, And I'm like, Oh, I just buy a PlayStation. That's fine. Like, <laughs> I have to, right? Yeah. Like we have to do it, right? So that 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 is my best uh, best narrative or story. Not super creative, I know. Yeah, no, I, I no, echo that. I, mean. um, I I just want to call out that. Uh, so I started a Plague Tale Requiem 
uh, before God of War. And then I was like, well, we're going to be talking about God of War. I have to play God of War. Um, however, I have not stopped thinking about Plague Tale Requiem, and I keep thinking about how excited I am to go back Ooh. to it uh, because I think it has one of the most intriguing openings. Like it goes it, like highs, lows. It does like the little like we're going to play hide and seek where you're like doing like a tutorial and stuff, but they work it so well in, in the characters and the, the graphic. Like, it's so good um, of an opening that like, I just, I can't wait to get back to that. So like, am I willing to say it's the best narrative ever? I can't. Cause I'm not, I'm not anywhere near far enough in it, but that, that first impression was so good. Like I, I think it needs to be at least mentioned. So, basically I echo everything you say with God of War <laughs> Plus, but if we're just putting each of our own yeah. <laughs> things here I'm going to use my my slot for a Plague Tale yeah totally makes sense uh, similar to you I'm not deep enough in God of War to, to put that but of course you know there's nothing wrong with mentioning that I mean it's just it's the, that quality but I'm going to go back to Horizon Online you know kind of mirroring my thoughts with the, the moment I just was really surprised at how much I enjoyed the narrative um, like Jeff was talking about, I was not sure where they were going to go after the first one. I thought we kind of discovered all there was to discover. You know, the huge twist was kind of, you know, out there now. So just seemed like there was no room left. And they proved me wrong and broke down the wall. And now I'm like super excited to see where it goes from here. So uh, I just want to shout that out. I know it's probably not as good as God of, God of War, but um, I just thought it made such a leap uh, in the series. At I mean, this point. It, it's it makes me more fascinating it. to me. Yeah, yeah, I think it's really good. So I think what Horizon did is something that I can't even count on one hand the amount of games that have tried to do. I think yeah. that that type of story in their kind of like sci-fi universe is so unique. Like it's not this uh, inter interstellar, like crazy galactic, like sci-fi adventure, but it is. It's a very like earth sci-fi adventure it's believable like you could see it actually happening it's like a sci-fi yeah. but it's 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 also like uh primitive yes yeah like what a common like you would never think that would go together right and it's beautifully blended yeah it, it is when when that just when that moment hit and and what you're talking about with you know where the second one goes it is yeah. just when I was streaming, I was, I was telling people, I said, I haven't played a game like this, I don't think ever. It, it is so, I'm so happy that this story just exists. It should exist. Yeah. It's, yeah. It, it's like one of those things that's like, yeah, I, I feel like we'll never run out of good stories. Yeah. You think you've seen it all. And then it's like, I love these. You're like, I never would have thought mm -hmm. they would go there. And it's like, I don't know. So that's my pick. Awesome. All right. Uh, this one is going to be pretty much Jeff leading it, but best streamable game. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I was actually like, uh, it's like we put this on here for someone specific. <laughs> yeah. I, I was dreading this category, right? Because oh, okay. This, I, yeah. <laughs> the reason I was dreading it was because this You didn't could, want to put Elden Ring down again? Uh, yeah, <laughs> I know. Exactly. I didn't want to put Elden Ring down, but I think the reason why this is a, such a tough category is because the best streamable game could mean something completely different depending on who's streaming, right? So... Amarath or Amaranth, I, I don't even know how to say her name. Her best streamable game is anything from like a kiddie pool, like because she's gonna make millions of dollars um, <laughs> okay. in a bikini. It's my favorite game, right? And then like I don't know, so like uh, obviously like a, a top tier gamer is gonna be 
playing like something super skillful and people are going to tune in and have a really good experience with him because he's super good at games. Me and my small community, the best streamable games were things that we could discuss, things that got people talking because the community is so small. So one of the games that I thought really engaged my community was the Stanley Parable Deluxe Edition. And I'm not Ooh, okay. and wow. not because this was the most fantastic game like you said, like it might have been a lackluster. This was the first time I played it, so a lot of this stuff was new. I will say the stuff that came with the Deluxe Edition for me did not hit as hard as the original game. I was like I kind of felt like I was done with it with some of the deluxe stuff. But this game was so such a unique experience, and you know, people would come into my chat and be like, "Yo, what did you just do?" And like, "Why is that baby on fire?" And uh, I was like, "I don't know why the baby's on fire. Does the baby represent me in my like adolescence or like trying to become an adult?" But I can't do it. Like, I don't know what the baby represents. And then it's like, "Oh, but you're back at the beginning again." Um, that <laughs> it just had like a lot of WTF moments that me and my community could kind of bond over. Um, and it wasn't my most successful streaming game. Like my most successful streaming game of the year was probably either cyberpunk or, um, Elden ring just because of what the event of Elden ring was mm -hmm. with that release. But for me, uh, Stanley parable was super, a super unique experience that not a lot of people played. So they were very willing to watch because there aren't really these spoilery moments that a lot of single player games have that turn people off from watching a story driven game. Um, and it was a great way to engage my community. Nice. Uh, that's I wasn't yeah. expecting that. Yeah, but that, okay. I, yeah. that, that was I. You could have put a, a gun in my head. And <laughs> like, yeah, well. I, I yeah no, but when you talk about the reasoning behind it, that makes a lot of sense. And that's yeah, a game like that where there's like so many choices and yes. the wackiness and craziness, it really sparks the conversation. So, all right, Tyler, you're up. I know I, you had a little I, streaming I just, phase for a little I bit. Put put neon white in. There. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look, if you're if you're streaming a game, yeah, and you have. And to be fair, this is all theoretical because I have no friends playing this game. Uh, <laughs> but but the idea of streaming it and trying to beat other streamers on a leaderboard—that'd be my pick. Okay. Yeah. I don't stream, so. Okay. Fair <laughs> enough. Yeah, no. I was like trying to think when did I stream Grandia two, <laughs> and uh, I think it was last year, so it might not count. But uh, that would be. Um, I had a couple of viewers at one point. <laughs> the, the hat is telling me worst game of the year, which we are just going to uh, give to Callista Protocol. Yes. So congratulations, uh, Josh Damal. Uh, Yikes. The, the next one is uh, best multiplayer. Mm. Go ahead, John. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, so for this one, I went with Call of Duty again. Um, it just invoked this feeling of like back in the day where, you know, for a while, all the guys were getting on and it was a point where it's like, no one's like asking if you're getting like, everyone was just getting on and then we were all playing and it's like, I don't know, it was like a lot of nostalgia and just a lot of fun. And it's always fun. Like, you know, oh, well, what attachments do you guys like? What, what guns do you guys think is good? And you're like sharing all this knowledge that you, you guys oh, are like... Oh, 74U too? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's, that's cool. That's what I have. I don't know. It's, I just always love that experience. So like I said earlier in the show, um, this Call of Duty like, is the first one in a long time that really got those feelings flown for me again. So this is another aspect of it. 
I know there's a lot of things we complained about it, but really just playing playing with the boys again, uh, I, it was my favorite multiplayer experience, at least. When and, it works, it works. Right. And, and they're typically in Call of Duty games, you have these maps where you're like, oh, I hate this map, or oh, I can't believe we played that. Like, there, there wasn't a single one that I was like, oh, I hate this map. Like, there are the maps, certainly yeah, ones the I like more so than good. others. But, yeah. I really enjoyed the maps this time around. Like, the modes, I, everything, yeah. Like, comparing to, like, the classic ones, those are, like, legendary maps, right, that mm-hmm. you still remember to this day and, like, your favorite spots. But, like, it's been downhill since then. But this is, like, the first one in a while, like I said. The maps are, like, pretty cool. They're unique. They're they're pretty balanced. They're, you know, rec- like, recognizable. Like, I remember. I'm starting to remember the maps. Like, yep. they're... You know, they stick out. So, like yeah. you, you know where you're looking and what yeah, you can do, yeah. and like there are good, just smart. It's yeah. really intelligently laid out. So that's my pick. Yeah. I know that I've mentioned that game quite a bit, but I really enjoyed it. So I'm gonna I'm gonna throw a Splatoon three in there real quick. Like it won best multiplayer from Game Awards. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yep. I was very surprised and actually delighted that it, yeah. it won best multiplayer because I think that that is a perfect example where you know Nintendo does Nintendo's thing. And it would be weird where it's like, oh, every two hours the maps rotate, but you literally have two maps to play on every two hours. And you think like, that's going to get boring. That's good. But like you learn your strategy and every match is only three minutes. So like even if you're getting just dumpstered, you know it's going to be over in like a minute and a half and you don't have to worry about it. Right, right. right. And you want to try new things and they open that up for you. And it's just like aside from the progression, which is very slow and some bizarre thing like like outside of the multiplayer i would say but the multiplayer itself surprisingly especially for a nintendo game works pretty well um and it's just it's so fun like i I would love to get into that where it's like we have a a set squad and i feel like if you have people you jive with you know like okay you're gonna do this you're gonna do this like i feel like you could just dumpster people and it's always fun (laughs) multiplayer game but yeah i'm really glad that splatoon is getting these accolades i think it is a long time coming and very well deserved. Yeah. My, are we moving on to mine? Yeah, it's all yes. we're looking at you, man. Go for it. M- I, of course, mine is going to be War of Warcraft Dragonflight. What? I've already mentioned. I've already <laughs> mentioned the raid. Uh, what happened on Wednesday, Tuesday? But World of Warcraft does something. Um, to me, it, it's like if my candle is out, it lights my candle. Like, is that maybe that was a weird metaphor no i'm with you but the other thing that world of work world of warcraft dragonflight does is it did take me back a couple expansions it almost like not retcon the story but this feels like a game that was released in world of warcraft's heyday this feels like this feels like lich king to me where Everything is clicking. The game is doing things to get the community together to play together, even though you might not want to group with them. Like you see tons of players all over the place because of these community events. There's this one community event where you have to cook a soup together. And so this giant pot of soup with this like tusk guy, like this walrus guy, and he's a chef. And you stand around waiting for the chef to give you orders. And the order could be tenderize the fish. So these giant fillets of fish come out, and everyone, you know, 30-some people in the zone are all attacking this fish to tenderize it. So that and then whenever it's tenderized, it goes into the pot. And then, but some other people might be getting orders to like stir the pot. So then you jump into the pot and you spam stir, and you see all these people stir. 
stirring the pot. And I know that this sounds so lame and weird, but it is like what makes a multiplayer MMO, well, an MMO, an MMO, it, it, put, it forces the community together to do weird things, goofy things, sometimes really epic things, sometimes some not so epic things, but you make friends along the way. And that is why Dragonflight is my multiplayer game of the year. Find a game you feel the same way Jeff feels about World of Warcraft, (laughs) man. It's like, also, I don't know if you can tenderize fish. Is that real? You tenderize meat. I feel like you could tenderize fish. I feel like you can tenderize anything. I feel like it's a missed opportunity. You should be able to like jump into the cauldron and then do like a like a wave. That's right. Like like just all like running around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. that's funny. Yeah. All right, good All right. picks, good picks. Almost there. We have, uh, the next game is Best Style. I I would like to just throw up Neon White there. It is anime as heck. <laughs> you, uh, you, nothing you say makes sense to me. Yeah, it's like, yeah. you hate just, a game because it's anime, and then you love this game because it's anime. Yeah, well, I'm it's, just saying, like, so, the, the style itself yeah, yeah. is, it never... Uh, goes away from that style. So from the menus to the the music to like everything, it is is very, very cohesive and uh jives well with each other. Like, you know, like some some game and I honestly I would I would say the the most recent one would be like a Street Fighter Six scenario where like the fonts choices that they're using and even the logo doesn't look good. I know they had all the controversy with the logo. It's like it looks like you got off of like a stock photo site or whatever. And in these these pieces don't add up correctly but this game just everything about it is just so well done i I think it it kind of harkens to uh like a persona 5-esque thing where persona 5 had a ton of style um this one just does a very very good job um that's fine. I don't have nice. to fight for it if we're just all getting one on the, on the <laughs> oh, yeah, list. Yeah, that's, yeah, right. I, I just wanted to that's shout out one. that. Yeah. I know you really like that game. Jeff, you want to? Sure. Um, I got a, a kind of a out of nowhere one for for me at least, and that's Pentiment um, for best style. Um, this is a really strange one, and it it, it kind of has an aesthetic of uh, the only way I can describe it would be Catholic stained glass window, I, and mm, maybe that doesn't even do it. Maybe like old English. It's very hand-drawn. It's very cartoony, very 2D, but at the same time, like traditional, almost fairy tale esque And if we're talking about font, like the font all falls in line. But um, something just, it really stuck out to me. It, not a lot of games look this way, especially when we're falling into this 2.5D uh, pixel art, like you're seeing a trend with all these games coming out. And I'm not diminishing that. They, they all look gorgeous and do fantastic things but we're seeing pentiment come out with this style that i haven't seen very often at all and i went to catholic school all the way up until 12th grade so i was you know preschool to kinder or preschool to 12th grade that's a lot of imagery that is like burned in my brain of pictures of priests and friars and and drawings and and you know bible study and and all this stuff and even though I'm removed from that now, when I when I saw the trailer for Pentiment, all those kind of memories came rushing back, and playing through it kind of gave me that simplistic life of an artist. Like I want to be in some way that simple friar who's just in charge of drawing, you know, the the three wise men or something like on stained glass 
day in, day out. Like, it just connected with me. So that is my best style with runner-up being Sifu. Um, I thought Sifu's kind of self-shadiness um, was really intriguing. I, again, probably could have done more with the world, maybe wish I had a little bit more and a little bit less in some areas. But there are some stylistic choices in Sifu that really resonated with me. Even the way that they uh, have contextual fights and yes. different things like that, where it can, depending on like your location, I don't know if you saw Sifu stuff, but like if you were fighting a dude and he's like next, I'm making it like next to a bottle on a corner, you, you like pick up the bottle and smash it, but you, you hit the same input. So it's very contextualized based off of like the location, which I could argue would be the style of mm -hmm. like the combat and the animation too. So it's cool. Yeah. Interesting. No, that's that's good. I uh, that I forgot about Pensament. That's another game that I I want to play for for next year. Yeah, it's worth experiencing. Yeah. Um. All right. So the game I chose is an indie title, and the title is Norco. Um, it got really good ratings on Open Credits. So and it's like a point and click adventure. So Tyler's like, hey, why don't you check this one out? It's got really good ratings. Uh, the style of this game is like really fascinating to me it was really interesting and really stuck out to me it's like a pixelated style but what really does it for me is the color palette that they use like they use these really warm this warm color palette like these nice oranges things of this nature but it's like they do it in a way where it's like warm but sad it's like this really mi interesting mix of emotions because it's like this kind of rundown place mm -hmm. that you play in and it's like kind of depressing and stuff like that and there's like this big organization that like has all the capital and everyone else is super poor <laughs> and um yeah so it was really fascinating also that combined with like so there's no speech in the game it's all like i don't know these weird noises when characters talk and it's like really jarring and like expressive because every character will talk you know different and yeah. these interesting sounds so the sound design combined with like the art of the game. I like when I was describing it to Tyler when we were talking about it, it like reminds me of like, you know, paintings. It's like very um, deliberate. And the way they use colors was like really interesting to me, like combined with the pixel style. Um, and then, like, like I said, on top of that, uh, the sound design, just really stylish, very unique um, and stuck out to me. So that, that would be my pick. I, I really enjoyed it. Cool. Nice. What do we got, Tyler? Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, well, I mean, I did Neon White for... Wait, what are we talking about? We're talking about style, Style, right? yeah. <laughs> so I did Neon White, right? Yeah. Um, yeah I, you went I didn't know if we were... Oh, oh another one. Category. Okay, next, next category. category. I'm sorry. Yeah. I didn't know if we were like, <laughs> cool, and then do the whole, hey, we're shaking my hat. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm zoning out. All right. Next one, we are doing Best Developer. That's all you, boss. <laughs> I'm not good with like the developer side of things. So developer is a little weird because uh like Riot's done a pretty good year this year. I don't know if all the political stuff going on with Riot like or like <laughs> social politics, you know, like maybe maybe we don't put them on a pedestal. Uh, so this is a tough one. The two that I wanted to to do a quick shout out for. Let me I'm trying to find my list here. Um uh, wait, I'm sorry. This is good pod. Where is it at? Where is it at? Oh, here it is. Okay. So, Habby, again, I don't know if, if Habby is a good social practice developer, <laughs> but they created a mobile game called Survivor.io, which is basically 
vampire survivors. I think that it is um, designed in such a way that it has its own spin. They have their own weapons and styles and, and all the different things you can do. It, of course, has ads, but I think the nice thing about this game, and this is why I thought of them, is you don't, they're, they're not like you have to see an ad every five seconds. Like you actually never have to watch an ad if you don't want to, uh, which I think is fantastic. Um, and I think that there's, I, I haven't spent a cent on this game and I feel like my, my progression was never hindered. My, you know, like, so I, I will always give a developer extra credit for that. Um, and then the other one would be, I think it's called, is it Ponkel or Ponsel? I don't know, but they're the developers of Vampire Survivors. So I want to give them a shout out for it. Hey, you made this really cool thing. You're not price gouging anyone. I think they, when they were like, okay, well, we're out of early access and so now we got to raise the price of our game. I think they raised it like a dollar. So it's like $5 now instead of three or four or whatever. Um, but shout out to them for creating a genre and, and doing so well with, with just something that's so basic. Yeah. I think I I think those are some interesting picks and I I do think best developer is a pretty tough category to discuss because there are so many aspects we can come from. We could come from politics. We can go come from best practices maybe or we can even come from accessibility, right? Like what if a developer has made advances in accessibility to make more people able to access their game that they that couldn't in the past. That is a really good thing for a developer to do that would be worthy of praise of best developer. Um, so I just kind of came from it from the CD Projekt Red angle of resurrecting Cyberpunk 2077 alongside doing a fantastic job with Edge Runners, and I think that that mix of both of those just created such a wonderful September for me where. You know, the weeb inside of me was like, oh, Edge Runners is awesome. And then this game is awesome. And then look like these characters. Like, I wanted to be in that world so bad. Um, so that was kind of like a dual, hey, you know, this developer, yes, fumbled the ball. Heavily, probably the biggest fumble in AAA history um, with the release. They kind of didn't give up on it. And they released a highly successful anime alongside with that that really struck a chord with me. And going to the Riot thing, for me, Riot is not worthy of this yet. Sure. Yeah. Uh, they do phenomenal, they have phenomenal games. I'm addicted to like all of their games, all of them. And Arcane, if you're going from and that Arcane. angle too, yeah. And I'm super fearful what, with what happens when they launch their MMO. Like what, where's my life gonna go, right? Um, but with that being said, I hate their UI. I hate that they cannot fix their client. I hate that uh, the game crashes constantly in Valorant. I hate that I am bombarded with so many tokens. I don't even know what they do anymore. Um, so that's a tough category. I'm going to give it to CD, CD Projekt Red just because of sure. that duality of, not even duality, that coupling of cyberpunk projects. I mean, I'm fine. I'm fine going that route too. And I, I think that when you take everything you said about cyberpunk and then add on the whole like, Oh yeah, by the way, here here's ray tracing for the mm -hmm. Witcher and and redone textures and free enjoy if you all are, this. Free yeah. if you already own it. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, we'll go back to just giving one for this. I'm <laughs> I'm fine with it. Uh cool. All right. And then we have best soundtrack. We'll save the we'll save the other one for last. I gotcha. All right. So this was a tough one because <clears throat> Uh, some of the best ones are very similar in scope, just kind of these epic scores. Um, different styles, though, of course. So 
Let me pull up my notes on this. So I was listening to a lot of music this week in preparation for... <laughs> Can I ask a quick question? Yeah, absolutely. Does Lego Star Wars The Skywalker Saga factor into this at all? I didn't. Okay. But I could see where you're coming from. Well, I don't think it has an official soundtrack, which right. is why I can be like, right. oh, this isn't it. Yeah. But also, if you're going up against John Williams, I'm not yeah, sure like, you of win. Course, that's like, that's, that was my thought. Like, okay, yeah. well, that counts. Okay, yeah, we'll, it's over. We'll, so it's like, we'll put that off the list. Um, that's fine. Yeah. All right. So what I wanted to mention first, so I try to, you know, I haven't played all the games, of course, but I try to listen as much as I could. And I'm not going to be able to mention, there, like, there's a lot of great soundtracks. I feel like in today's world as well, like the... Uh, audio game has gotten so much better mm-hmm. where you really just, you know, the the improvements that made, like I feel like every game, like the bar is like higher now. So the standards just just better. So I want to point that out. So there's a lot of games that like have really good soundtracks that I might not mention. So first of all, I always give a lot of credit to soundtracks of like remakes and things of that nature, capturing the original feeling that nostalgia while putting a modern twist on it um, and incorporating those new elements. So Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles soundtrack was just (laughs) right up my alley. It did such an amazing job of invoking those feelings of playing at the arcade, the, the show itself, like the cheesy songs from the show and, and and things of that nature. So I did want to like point that out. The music's really good. It's catchy. It's arcade style. It's, Gets you pumped, and I really enjoyed that quite a bit. So, uh, I wanted to give a shout out to that. But then you you talk about you know some of the, some of the bigger hitters here. Um, Elden Ring soundtrack is just epic. If I had I, to, like, I think it should have beat God of War personally. Yeah, I mean, it. This is really tough for me because like when it comes down to it, the I tried to go a route where it's like you know I listened to Splatoon, I listened to. Uh, Ollie Ollie World's like really interesting soundtrack. Yeah. The electronic music in that is really cool, um, and I think it it invokes like a, a specific feeling to that game. So that was like something I was considering, but like I couldn't get away from like what the Game Awards mentioned because I just think that those were so well done. Uh, there's so many really great composers that just wrote some amazing music in these big hitting games. So really, the ones I decided upon was like Elden Ring epic score amazing sense of scope that you that you can derive just from the music itself like the scoring of it is like so um it's so incredibly like large like adventurous and mm-hmm. um kind of mysterious at points it's like really cool soundtrack i really enjoyed that one god of war is amazing as well the choir is like i i like was trying to look up like who they got for that because it is unbelievable like they are amazing yeah the men's choir they got for that. Um, and again, amazing job of reflecting what the game is through through the soundtrack, right? I think, to me, God Award does it a little bit better. Oh, you like God Award more? Yes, because I think that I just... I feel like I'm in Norse mythology when I'm hearing that epic soundtrack. I feel like... And specifically, the character... Uh, themes as well. Mm-hmm. I think having those specific, I know Elden Ring does have like, you know, specific boss themes too, which are great, but the character themes, you know, mm-hmm. you have a theme for Thor, you have a theme for Odin, Kratos, all these themes, I, I think were really well done. And I always appreciate that when you can attach an audio component to a specific character. I think it really opens, opens it up uh, with that. Imperial March it. 
Exactly. Yeah. So um, to me, I think it's God of War. Wow. Um, okay. But I do want to shout out Xenoblade Chronicles 3. I was listening to that soundtrack too. Right? It was really well done. <laughs> it was really well done. But I just think the quality of God of War, like the actual performance along with the pieces that were written, along with that component of the characters, the mm-hmm. theme of the game, Norse mythology, I just think that's, See, I, that's, I that's like my vote. God of War, if you had to pick like favorite track... For me personally, God of War would win right. that because you get yes. that chill whenever yes. it's like, yeah. and it's just like, oh man, that's pretty good. It is, yeah. But when I'm listening to like the entire soundtrack, I don't know. I was gravitating more towards like an Elden Ring, just mm. kind of like, okay, just leave this on in the background and just. No, yeah, it. Elden yeah. Ring is fantastic. I also want to shout out Tunic. Very relaxing. Yep. <laughs> so Tunic, Tunic was very ethereal kind of. It was it was a cool vibe. Uh, I, I thought I was going to fight for Neon White and I listened to the Neon White track and while it's so good in that game, I would never <laughs> listen to that on, <laughs> yeah, yeah, on yeah. Spotify. <laughs> right, right. Ever. Right. Because I would just be like jittery the whole time. Um, <laughs> but I, I think you're right. Tunic is a, is a good one and I think Stray both have like these yeah. really chill kind of like Stray vibes. was really unique. That was that was and a very interesting. Really well and, in the yeah. In I'd the have to play. It was tough for me because I'd have to play that one. Like yeah. I have a better idea of the other games, but yeah, that was another interesting one. I was pretty fast. Uh, did you listen to Rogue Legacy two at all? No. Yeah. <laughs> so my my pick is actually going to be Rogue Legacy two. If you're going to go with God of War, because okay. I'm pretty sure I know where Jeff is going to go. Yeah. yeah. Um, but <laughs> but Rogue Legacy two. The thing that stood out to me is. They had so many different tracks ranging from like super fast and light and funny and and mysterious and gloomy and like jazzy. Like it's like 25, 26, because like obviously video games have a million tracks in them. Right. But like they somehow still all felt like they were from the same game Mm. and and like it just worked really well. but the last track on the Rogue Legacy 2 soundtrack you should listen to, and I'm just like, ah, it's actually pretty good. But that's my kind of weird pick, but I, I enjoy no, it. I a like lot. that. Yeah. Yeah. When you confuse genres like that, when you can do make a connecting thread. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. it's like, oh, you have 25, I think it's like 27 tracks. And it's like, you have 27 tracks. I'm going through each one. I'm like, this is good. This is good. This is good. And it's just like, man, just from volume, like, how do you still have the, the mental capacity to compose all this stuff? It's pretty good. Yeah. 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 Well, I'm really glad that you guys were able to talk about this category to such length because I probably struggle with this category the most. Um, for some reason, soundtracks and games do not resonate resonate with me as much as other media. Like, I can listen to an album or something like that and really connect with it. Even the Black Panther Wakanda Forever soundtrack, that was awesome. And I left that movie theater like, wow, that that really gave that movie life. Um, for some reason, I struggle with that in video games. Yes, I can think of some themes like the Halo Three uh, like theme or Skyrim, uh, Skyrim, or even like you guys mentioned some stuff in God of War that I remember, like those really bassy horns and and things coming in. Um, but I'm picking. TNMT Shredder's Revenge. Yeah. And, okay. um, 
<laughs> and the reason I'm saying that is because I think that game sucks. I think TNMT Shredder's Revenge is an awful game. I think I gave it like a 62 or a 67. I, I think it is really bad. Some things that are awesome about it are absolutely the soundtrack and some of like the art choices. Um, and I think that is what only kept it alive for me. And I, what you mentioned, John, about transporting you back to nostalgia or Saturday morning cartoons or, you know, watching Street Sharks and like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Or I think of like the um, the X-Men opening of that cartoon, which is iconic. And it's like I want it as a ringtone. Um uh, for some reason, TNMT just really struck me uh, when I stopped playing that game. It, it's probably what kept me playing that game because I think other things just really fell flat for me. Um, but the soundtrack definitely helped strike that nostalgia chord. We uh, we played that one night and we were like, yeah, we'll come back to this. And <laughs> nope. Well, I mean, we saw it. I mean, it's more of the same, right? Yeah. We told you, like, we, we did the arcade and it just died. Yeah. yeah. yeah so it's like, was, like, no, everyone's like, not going to play that. Yeah. 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 That was yeah. unfortunate. Yeah. All right. Uh, and then the last category we have before our top five. Bear, bear with. <laughs> We're almost there. Uh, best game to play while eating Doritos while drinking Mountain Dew. Yeah, I, I guess I'll go first for this one. Yeah, so yeah. This was tough. There's a lot of games that come to mind. You know, when we're thinking about this category, but at the end of the day, I think like something like Stray really, you know, fits <laughs> this one perfectly. Go home. It's Call of Duty, right? I mean, yeah. it's. Uh, do they still have the double XP? Yes, like, absolutely. <laughs> That's so good. Absolutely, they do. We were like coming up for categories for this, and I was like, it was pretty late, so I get silly when it's late. And I was like, just coming up with these goofy categories, <laughs> and I came up with this one is like hashtag sponsored. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm staying. But Call of Duty is yeah. There's Call something Call about Call of Duty owns Mountain Dew and Doritos. Like every time a new Call of Duty comes out, I find myself drinking so much more Mountain Dew. It is an amazing partnership. <laughs> for years and years that was yeah. what modern warfare 2 was when it like the original uh yeah i th i think so i remember there's a big campaign for modern warfare 3 like i had so many uh, modern warfare nice. 3 doritos bags yeah <laughs> it's like disgusting oh my god oh well well probably my favorite category great category. jeff i don't know if you have a different answer I mean, when I think about this category, I'm not specifically aiming at Doritos. I'm trying to think, like, what game do I play that stacks up the most dishes, plates, and glasses on my computer? Desk, right? Like, and how long do <laughs> they stay? That's a better there? category. That's a good category. You know what I mean? Like, where, like, do they stay a day? And I'm, I'm not saying I do this. I'm not saying I don't do this. Do they stay two days? Oh, I know what's coming. You know, do I forget about that fork or that spoon and bowl? <laughs> underneath the desk does that happen i don't know i'm not there <laughs> but good could not who's to say yeah. who's to say and that's <laughs> world of warcraft yeah. of course it's world yeah. of warcraft yeah. i'm raiding i can't i don't have my five minute <laughs> afk for the four hour raid night i so what did the plate sits there it's got to be world of warcraft i can't leave my desk I love your spin on this category. You, where I thought there was only man. one yeah, answer. Suddenly. He <laughs> comes in with a fantastic answer. So that's that's really good. Oh, my goodness. All right. Uh, we might be setting a record for this one, Ty. But for, the, uh, for the length of the podcast. Yeah. yeah, here we go. All right. So all the categories yeah. are, are complete. Now we need to do the top five video games of the year. Yeah. 
which we threw Jeff a curveball because I think you came with one. Uh, yeah, I thought we only <laughs> <Yeah>. needed one. <laughs> I was like, ah. All right, so here, here's fine. what we're gonna do. We're gonna start start throwing some some names down on on here. Um, I think it's it's safe to say, uh, God of War will be on the list. Yeah, I think I heard of that one. Uh, do you both consider Horizon? Horizon is my number five. Personally, okay. yeah, I think it should make it. Especially I, since it's been so overlooked. Like it just did, didn't the first one come out in 2018? Or the, am I the first one? Yeah, the first one was overshadowed by God of War, Red Dead Two. I think so. No, the, the first Horizon was overshadowed by a little game called uh, Breath of the Wild. That's uh, right. 2019. That's 2019. Right. Yeah, right. Breath of the Wild and yeah, it was God of War and then Horizon. Spider Man or no? Uh, Spider Man also. Yeah, because it was a triple thing where I, I platinum all three of those. That's cool. Anyways, yeah. yeah. Okay. All right, so I think Horizon should be on there. I think okay. it should. I mean, yeah. that's the thing is like yeah. we're gonna kind of pick yeah. and choose here. But God of War, Horizon, Elden Ring yep. are all are all on the list. <laughs> the uh, heavy hitters. I I want to uh, maybe we just keep kind of going around, kind of throwing some stuff up there, and then we, okay. when we feel good and we can feel good, yeah. I I want to talk about. Well, I want to put Neon White on the list. I, I feel uh, like we've talked uh, about Neon White quite a bit. <laughs> yeah. Um, but again, I think it's in terms of a solid game, both in, in like the story is actually there. Like I was right. actually intrigued by the story. I think it's a cool premise. Um, I'm not a big anime guy, but like it was anime. All the characters yeah, were, yeah. were well written in a in a very it fit the game. Do I love the dialogue? Is it as serious as it could be? No, but it was it it hooked me enough in the perform. I mean, Jeff Bloom was was the main character, right? So like, yeah, it's hard you to, got that. Yeah, like to, it, yeah. it's good. It's yeah. good voice acting there. Jeff um, Bloom? Jeff Bloom? Steve? Jeff, Steve Bloom, I'm sorry. Steve, Steve right? Bloom. Yeah, you're right. Steve okay. Bloom. I was like, yeah, Jeff. That's Jeff. <laughs> Jeff. Uh, Steve's, Steve's brother. He's yeah. very good. He's, all, he's also he's on just there. good, yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, so Do I, we want to talk about a Call of Duty? I feel like we've mentioned we can, it quite we'll, a bit. We'll, I'm just putting just stuff on the list, man. Fring, fringing that's, pick. That's what we do. We throw it. We right. throw, see what sticks. Throw it up there, yeah. and we start, right. we start cutting. I, don't know if that's, uh, I know we roasted it for a while, but yeah, I mean, <laughs> a lot of... Got to take the good with the bad. Anything uh, Anything you think you know, Jeff? I, uh, yeah, Jeff. I Jeff. am removing World of Warcraft. You're it will not be it. on the list. Okay. Thank God. God of War- <laughs> <laughs> World of Warcraft Dragonflight is my number three game okay. of the year. Okay. However, I must say that this is another World of Warcraft. If you are not into World of Warcraft, you're not going to be into this. Yeah. I am super into it, so of course it's going to be on my list. I do not think that that being on game of the year represents a fair, you know, top five of the year. I because it's incredibly personal. A lot of people aren't going to have the same grouping experience that I have. They're not going to have the time to dedicate to it. So I do want. I do not want Dragonflight on the overall list. Um, if I'm going to fight for anything, I'm going to fight for Cyberpunk. Cyberpunk next gen update, even though it's cheating. So if you don't want to throw it up there, that's top five. That's fine. <laughs> then my picks are just Elden Ring, God of War, and Horizon. Okay, okay. I can I can deal with that. Can we? Throw I think in? Call of Duty could make could make it. Yeah. Can we throw in Vampire Survivors? I think I think it's a conversation. Yeah, because that game's awesome, um, <laughs> <laughs> and everyone should play it. Yeah, and it, it gets a little little tricky too, considering like. A lot of us didn't have some overlapping stuff, so like I would love to call out Splatoon three. I, mm-hmm. I like that. That's in my my top, but you guys haven't played it. Yeah, Splatoon three is very good. 
Plague Tale, I still like that. That opening is still like I don't <laughs> yeah, want to oversell yeah, it, but it's still in my top ten because I just keep thinking wow. about it. Um, I think Tunic is phenomenal. I don't think Tunic got nearly enough love as it should have just because of everything else that came out this yeah, year. Right, but specifically the way Tunic um, did their their map and their menu, and like I said, like no words or anything, and the the whole tutorial thing is like you just find pages of an old school like NES manual that just show you how to play the game. If you know how to play the game, you can do that the moment you start the game. There's no like gating there, uh, more or less. So it's like, oh, I didn't know that if I hit these three buttons at the same time, I do this ground pound that opens up this gateway. You could do that five minutes into the game, but you don't find out till like five hours later. Right. Uh, so I thought that was just really, really brilliant. Um, again, strange horticulture, very, very fun. I wish there was more of it or, or some sort of like endless mode because I just felt it very relaxing. But it had a really cool story about like demons and fighting things, and you have to like find different plants for different people and stuff. It was just a bizarre game that like I found myself continuously thinking about. We'll kill that off the list. Um, the same with Rogue Legacy too. It's it's a better version of Rogue Legacy. I don't know if you ever played that. Do you ever yes. play Rogue Legacy? I, yeah. Well, I I didn't, but I played this version and it was great. Yeah, very enjoyable. But is it? Top five. Yeah. yeah. I, I really think you're onto something with Tunic, especially a game that does something very unique um, with its approach of pretty much the core mechanic of it. I would totally support Tunic being on there. I really struggled with it because puzzles and me don't mix, kind of like mm -hmm. the same with John. So I spun my wheels. I probably ran around that map four or five times and I couldn't yeah. figure out where to go. But I think that it is a fantastic um I think it does one thing really well, which is that that menu system. I think it's clever, yes. but and I th honestly, I think the boss fights are actually like when you when you beat one, you feel pretty good about it. However, it's also like you run around for an hour and don't know what to do. That's frustrating as heck, mm. like for sure. And then it's not even like this aha moment of like, oh, that's so cool. And you, it's just like, oh, I didn't know I could do that. Like that's <laughs> just that. Like that. So. Is it top five contender? I feel like we have others on the list that I'm sure everyone's more passionate about, but I, I did want to call that one out. Um, and then the only other two that I have on on my list that I really at least wanted to talk through, uh, Call of the Lamb. No one really talked about that over the Game Awards. I thought Call of the Lamb was pretty good. Um, I thought it was a cool um, premise to literally just like save cultists, cultivate a cult, <laughs> And like you're like sacrificing them and like keeping them uh, alive, like well past their years, just so they can like work for you and stuff. I think the thing that killed me with that game is there was no incentive. Like I thought it was something like I just get all my cultists, and then the, like that's like the game, and then the end game is me like building this amazing cult. But it's just like once you beat it, you kind of beat it, and it's not like a maybe that's just my own internal problem but i if i like a game i want it to continue forever and if there is no option for that i start like not enjoying the game as much Interesting. so that's why i call it a lamb it's like it's on my list because i thought it was good and clever and fun but it is also fairly low um and then finally tiny kin uh which i don't think you guys i did not get play. a chance it's on game pass it is uh people refer to it as like almost like a pikmin but it's really 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 good um and while I don't, I'm not saying it has like the best soundtrack in the world, the way it uses uh, audio cues based off of like, it's like has like the same theme throughout a level, but based off the location that you're in, it changes the theme. And you're like this little tiny guy in a big world. So like 
you have the theme going on in the overworld, and then if you go inside of a piano, now the theme flawlessly changes to a person playing a piano, and it's just it was so clever, and it made me like actually stop and be like, oh, that's really cool. Um, and the art style is really good, and like the collectathon is really good, and it's like it's super clever with the puzzles. It it reminded me a lot of Spyro, oddly enough, like when you're going around trying to find all like the the hidden gems and, and things like that. Um, in all honesty, I would probably fight for Tiny Kid over Tunic. That's how much fun I had with that game. Um, where we, where we, uh, what about Splatoon? Is this, is this being thrown up there? I, I do like Splatoon, but I could, I could get behind Call of Duty. Like if we're talking top, top 10, I'd be fighting pretty hard for Splatoon, but we're talking top five. I feel like Call of Duty, uh, despite all its flaws with like performance, um, it, it gives you more, like it has a campaign okay. that's passable and, and, and pretty good. You get the war zone, you get the new DMZ, you get the, the friend, like call, call of duty. I, I, I mean, get it. There's man. a reason I why we it. stopped playing Splatoon because call of duty <laughs> came out. Um, Splatoon's great, but yeah, I'm just going to go ahead and take two. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, I mean, we can't. Okay. All right. So well, hearing you talk about tunic is always pretty interesting. No, tunic, is it going to be top five? Probably not. Tunic's one of those games that I pulled a, like a Nate, like, Hey, come, come, come check this out. Before <laughs> yeah, you did, and just yeah. kind of show it to you. It's just cause it's, it's clever. Like it, it was, is. it was a really neat I thing. I like that. Um, I'm trying to think of, uh, 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 hyperlight drifter. Did you ever play that one? I certainly did. Yeah. I, I mean, that's, Basically the same thing. Now, that's a like, soundtrack I can get behind. Yeah, <laughs> very good. There you go. <laughs> uh, All right. Anything it, we're missing? Um, we not, not that I can think of. I mean, I looking at this list, I'm seeing, the sh- I'm seeing what it is. I, I feel like I see it. I just don't know <laughs> the Matrix what wins. Neon. I don't know what makes the list: Vampire Survivors or Neon White. In my opinion. This is not in order, but I see God of War, Horizon, Elden Ring, Call of Duty, and the slot that's up for debate is for either Neon White or Vampire Survivors. That is, judging from our conversation, that is what I see the list being made out as. Um, That's an easy decision for me. As much as I love Vampire Survivors, I think Neon White is the package. I, I think Tyler has been talking about neon it, white for look, so long. I do not like leaderboards <laughs> yeah. because I am not good at things and I don't like to not be the best at something. <laughs> right. Like that's just me being purely transparent. Right. So yeah. like neon white is the first, and maybe I, I'll start hating neon white whenever, you know, you guys start playing it. just <laughs> absolutely trouncing me. But like neon white's one of those games that if you were to tell me, Hey Tyler, you want to play this thing? It's it, yeah. It's like you, it's a speed running game. No, like absolutely. Oh, and you pick up car. Like the moment you talk about cards in a, as a mechanic in a game, I immediately shut it off. Same. Uh, even though like there are pl- like uh, plenty of games that like like Monster Train and stuff, like, they're, they're good. It's just like, I hate that aspect has been so overdone. But if you'd say cards in speed running in anime, <laughs> that's this game. And somehow I'm like, I freaking love this game. Like that's got to count for something. That's, that's me. Yeah. That's what I would do. No, I'm not going to argue with that. You, uh, like you said, you literally got it on the checklist of everything Tyler hates about games. But then, and, it, but then you like how great's yeah. the perfect so game. That's just yeah. I can't wait to play it. Tyler it's, also like. I mean, 
Tyler will try to get you to play games sometimes, but this is like the first time in a long time where he was like, guys, please. I just need to see someone else on my leaderboard. I can't just, just be me, no one else, and like the developers. Like that's like and I don't like dealing with random people, which yeah. is partially why I don't get into World of Warcraft. Mm-hmm. That's partially why I don't get into like Guild Wars and, and all of those stuff. But yeah. like that's me going onto just random message boards and be like, oh, add me as a, a random Steam friend so I, just so I could see something on my <laughs> That's board. what you've done. So, <laughs> wow. I know, but I was thinking, that's what wow. I mean. It's like that, that got me as close to anything as like reaching out to strangers <laughs> on wow. the internet wow. to, to play. But uh, yeah. I mean, I'm down for it. I'm down for Neon White. I'm fine with Neon White being five. If it's on the list, like I, I'll, I'll take it. Unless you guys have, I a, think a, I'm completely fine with it being on there. Yeah, I think five's a nice spot. Okay, Tyler's spot. So, <laughs> so then we have God of War, Horizon, Elden Ring, and Call of Duty. I mean, to me, I would put Call of Duty four, um, because while it is, I've had a lot of fun with it and really awesome experiences. There are those detractors sure. that we were talking about throughout the episode. So, um. So I feel you, like that can't be overlooked. I like to me, I'm like, yeah, there's too many negatives to put it top three, but it the positives are good enough to get it top five. That's kind of how I'm viewing it. I I think in the fourth spot is great for Call of Duty. And I can't believe that I'm saying that, being someone who hasn't played a Call of Duty game since college, just because I fell off of that formula very, very early on. I'm kind of like in the boat where you guys understand my MMO thing. I feel like I understand your Call of Duty thing through the way that you guys talk. So I think that Call of Duty, and you can't argue with sales numbers. This game, uh, Call of Duty, is uh, is it the highest grossing franchise? It has to be, just from number. I'm sure Grand Theft Auto maybe have, has outsold it per title, but... I think Call of Duty is the highest grossing franchise. It has to be because they put one out. Every it has year. to be up there. I know Minecraft was in contention for that um, with one game. <laughs> I mean, Minecraft. Dude, Minecraft's just Minecraft is nuts. That's a, that's a different breed. That's a different level. Yeah. yeah. Um. Cool. Okay. So, yeah, I, yeah, I'd be okay with that. Right. Um. I obviously haven't played Horizon, so I I can't speak to that. So if you guys both think Horizon, well, I guess really you'd be the only one that can kind of compare and contrast the two. Yeah, I think Horizon is a better game than okay. Call of Duty for sure. This is there's just like not a lot of. I know Jeff had like his struggles with the gameplay, but to me that like Horizon just does everything pretty well. Mm-hmm. It's just solid over overall. There's no menu. Yeah, disaster. <laughs> no, <laughs> just big. I like I like Horizon at number three. Um, I did have my hiccups with it. I was just maybe it was more of a disappointment it, and less of a hic- hiccup. I thought that it was presenting me with an option to play this game exactly how I would want to. And then they kind of didn't deliver on that. But once I fell back into my bow strategy, how, how you are probably probably meant to play this game. I think horizon does what it does extremely well. It makes it feel really good to kill those dinos. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm always a bow person. So it just kind of, the stars kind of aligned for me. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this just feels fantastic. <laughs> um, and then, like I said, this story was just really, really great. Um, do we feel that Horizon is number three? Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> you have Elden Ring is like a 60, so. So, <laughs> I, yeah, and I can talk about that because, like, on my personal top 10, I actually put Neon White as number one. Wow. Ooh. Yeah. So That's it, your best game this year? Yeah. Wow. So here's my my thought on 
on that where do I do I like Elden Ring? No. <laughs> but <laughs> I cannot de- deny the feeling it gives me. When you I mean Jeff you mentioned earlier that it was like the best open world experience, right? And I know people uh, compared it to like Zelda and different things like that. I think it is, I agree with you, it is the best open world, mainly because Zelda still puts guardrails on you. They still, okay, well, you have to go around this thing before you get the parachute to get, you know, like that kind of thing. Um, Where Elden Ring is just, nah, here you go. (laughs) Just go nuts. Good luck. And it's just scary, right? Because even if it's like a a little mouse in a hole, there's a 90% probability that thing can just murder me or, or a little white rabbit like the, you know, Monty Python yeah. or something like that. So while I did not like Elden Ring for what it is in terms of like difficulty and, and not really giving you the narrative short of you like having to like comb for stuff and kind of piecing it together yourself, I do respect the heck out of it in terms of uh, the... I don't feel jaded with that game specifically. Where where God of War, I feel jaded, right? Like I like God of War a lot. Um, I, I we can certainly make that the argument of it being top spot. Uh, same with Horizon, different things like that. But God of War, twenty eighteen felt really good. I enjoyed where it was going. But now the second one, it's like I still feel j- I've I've seen this before. I think I know where this is going. It, it, but it, Elden Ring is so dense and open and gives you nothing and demands everything it's like that's kind of like this unexplored terrifying frontier that will i ever go back to probably not (laughs) i'll probably watch john play it but in the back of my mind it's like if i ever want to have that weird like little kid like oh my gosh like what is this that's elden ring so that's why I'd be like, I'd be okay with it being like a, maybe like a number two. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. I, but I mean, that's, that's up to you if, if it's like a. So how, we locked how, in Horizon at three, right? Well, I'm yes. asking. I'm yeah, asking. I think that's good. It, I think it's the debate is Elden Ring or God of War. Yeah. yeah so right, like, I would like to hear Jeff's aspect here. You've played both to completion. So really you're. Yes. The X now <laughs> for me, Josh, like, don't give him the power. <laughs> God of War does something very, very well, and that is delivering a story that I love exists and I believe can only be told through video games. Maybe, okay, sure, there could be a TV series, but. The way that you interact with these characters, the way that you view them from Kratos' angle and sometimes Atreus' angle. Um, Spoilers. It, it, well. I'm just kidding. <laughs> it, I think that God of War's narrative hides many of its flaws. And I think some of its flaws are na- mainly in its progression system, in its combat, and in some of the way it delivers a lot of these, I don't want to say baked on sides, but like these accessories and these relics and all these different customization. The UI is bad. It's terrible. It is very bad. So when I open up my map and 
I'm looking for something and I close my map and then I try to reopen it. I don't want the menu to default back to my inventory. I want it to default to the last thing I had so, open. So fun thing with that, you have to tap on the left side. I try and it works like one out of eight times. No, it's not the, it's not the left side. It's slightly left. So as long as you have it right <laughs> in the middle, it can be done. And I, I completely agree with you. Like there should just be a button that you just, you hit it, it goes up, but so, yeah. in, but even aside from that, like you give me all these customization options, there's supposedly all these armor options, but at the end of the day, I'm having the most fun just with a shield out and punching the boss because that feels like the most fun for me. There's kind of a problem there. Um, and I don't, I just don't understand some of the out of date, out of date combat systems like i understand what they're going for but the execution doesn't hit for me where they give you all these awesome combos like switching through weapons like juggling your enemies but you can only do those on the not big like bad fodder yeah and then when you get to the boss fight it's like okay they're trying to do this like really engaging difficult boss fight but you're attacking twice and then dodging attaching attacking twice and dodging and you really only get a combo off from the beginning of the fight whenever you have a, a slight opening um where you so, so that you get they give you these bosses but you aren't able to use your arsenal against them which feels really opposite to me um where elden ring <laughs> <laughs> very little narrative, um, but I'm okay with it because the execution of this open world feels so good and the combat feels so good. And there's so much customization and there's so many weapons and the event that Elden Ring created, this, this crazy end of February Elden Ring flu where everyone was talking about it. Everyone was playing it. Everyone was talking about what bosses they were on. Everyone was, was watching stream. Like People were streaming it that are normally only like league streamers or world of warcraft streamers like everyone had their eyes on this game um multi-platform too god of war is only on playstation like that might be a little hit hit for a god of war <laughs> okay um, <laughs> all right, well, all right um, yeah. but i for me elden ring is number one god of war is number two if you guys feel like it's you're flip-flopping because you're not sold on elden ring i'm okay with that because elden ring will always be number one on my list no, it's a good. It's uh, a good. I mean, how argument. Do, how, truthfully, how do you feel considering that we're talking about two games that you have not played? <laughs> well, here's the thing. I mean, the way Jeff describes it, I'm always more narrative focused. So, like, right. I know that I'm going to probably, most likely, enjoy God of War more because that's just what I gravitate towards, and I can forgive simplistic combat and those kinds of things in. I, I would argue that it's not simplistic combat. I think it it devolves into sp simplistic right, combat. Okay, but I think God fair. of War has it can be very complex combat, but in practice, unless you're on like some crazy hard difficulty that requires maybe certain combos that you, I found that it's like I'm, I'm going to use my three. I'm going to pop you up here. I'm going to do this, 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 this. I'm going to kill you. Move on. Like right. it's not. And I'm I'm playing on like normal mm -hmm. difficulty or whatever. Uh, so I I don't know like it, you, it can be as complex but kind of what we were talking about before where it was like uh yeah here's everything you got in God of War one plus we're just gonna add a lot more not necessarily for the better so I know I'm I would like God of War to be one obviously <laughs> but I can completely understand where you're coming from with a lot of that stuff now, now the thing that I don't like is uh the idea that like if you're hitting like the bosses they just eat stuff and yeah. I feel like that's the same with uh elden ring too 
more or less, where like you're fighting these big things, you would think that like smacking them with your axe or giant sword or whatever should make them move in some way because everything else in like God of War and Elder, like all the small guys, you smack them and they're going flying or they react to your hits where it's almost like, what, what are you doing? You're just like wailing on something for nothing. I'm sorry, I, I interrupted you. No, I, I agree. I think you're in a much better position to uh, speak to because you played both. I mean, I've started God of War, but mm. yeah, I'm not in it far enough to really give a... I, I should not speak to Elden Ring. <laughs> I think well, that's I, I, just, I mean, that's the other coin that no, I mean, yeah. nobody wants to hear. But there are people out there who just don't like those kinds of games. With this being the Couch Company podcast, I feel like it would be blasphemy to give the number one <laughs> spot to Elden Ring. I just That's feel that I'm way. Too. Um, <laughs> I think God of War. Game has of the Year for it. Couch Company is Elden Ring. <laughs> it just doesn't make sense. And that. we rated it as a sixty. <laughs> the, the, fa- the fact that it's on the top five means it's something. Insane. But I feel like that can I can appreciate it. In, I yeah, yeah in terms of feeling yeah. Elden Ring has made me feel something that no other game, like, I mean, we're talking about best moments and feelings and different things like that. Elden Ring still makes me feel different than any of these other games. Like, I get terrified and excited, obviously right before raging and quitting, but, like... <laughs> in that order. Even now, it's, like, in the back of my mind, I'm like, oh, I can download yeah. I could Do I really actually hate that game? You know, like, because I owned Dark Souls 2, 3, whatever, and it's, like... Yeah, I'll get Elden Ring. I think part part of the reason why I was like Elden Ring is my most disappointing game is because everyone was like, "Well, if you don't like Dark Souls, you, you give Elden Ring a try anyway." <laughs> I'm like, "No, it's still Dark Souls. It's the same thing. It just is better open world." Yeah. Anyway, yeah, I think Jeff makes a good point. I, <laughs> I feel silly <laughs> if Elden Ring was one. No, I, I do. Yeah. I do think we acknowledge. You know, there is a reason there was such pan pandemonium over this game, right? Like Jeff describes it as like an event, right? And few times I feel like in the gaming sphere, a game just takes over completely. I feel like we knew the cost gonna... of bringing Jeff, <laughs> Jeff on this hey, episode. Look, I <laughs> to ensure that people continue to listen to us, I, we had to bring an Elder Ring supporter that's on a true. game of the year yeah, conversation. Because no, if not, it would not be on the top five. <laughs> and no, it would have be... been replaced by Vampire Survivor. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, I mean. So. All right, so I think we're good to lock it All in. All right, then. we'll lock it in. Uh, at the number five spot, we have Neon White. Number four <laughs> is Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. Uh, number three is Horizon Forbidden West. Number two is Elden Ring. And number one is God of War Ragnarok. I feel like that's solid. I feel like, you know, there's always, you, you have the, like in 2018, for example, when it was like Red Dead and God of War, I feel like, Ask a person, they'll pick one of the two, and you're like, I can see the argument for that, right? I think it's tough where when I look at this list and I I was, you know, thinking about it throughout the week, these game of the years are always tough when there's such dominant forces, right? Right. right. It's tough to sneak in that indie. It's tough it's tough to sneak in that darling that, you know, maybe didn't get crazy critical praise but you absolutely fell for whenever you have god of war elden ring horizon and call of duty and the only thing we could sneak in was neon white it's it is a difficult conversation to have sometimes but i think this is a very solid list i think it's a logical list i think this list probably represents a lot of people's lists out there (laughs) but it's important that we had had the conversation as to why they resonated with us no i totally agree 
Well, unfortunately, we didn't make it to the three-hour point, which <laughs> I mean, uh, would have yeah, been special. Just slowly give three-minute uh, outro. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! No, well, we, could, we could end it right before three. I will say as yep. a quick, because uh, I know this is typically what you do. Uh, we are working on our website, so bear with us. Um, if you want to see a sneak preview, if it, if, it's, if you go on there, couchcompany.games, a password will pop up. The password is ego. E-G-G-O, all lowercase. <laughs> of course it uh, is. A lot of lore ipsum. Like, uh, that's that's just like some Greek text for a lot of our reviews and things like that. But the podcasts are there. You can kind of see what the format is and kind of what we'll be putting on there. But yeah. yeah, absolutely. And, of course, huge shout out to Jeff for joining us today. Thank you, man. We appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Um, check out Jeff at uh, twitch.tv slash whatkilledjeff. That is correct. We're starting Witcher 3 Remaster on Monday. That, that'll be a good one. I mean, everyone loves Witcher 3. So thank you so much, Jeff, for joining us. And yeah, check us out on, well, Couch Company Games. Games. Like Tyler said, we're excited for the website. And uh, I think we have one or two more episodes this year. And then, uh, I, well, so we're, we're recording a whole bunch here. So yeah. you've already listened to the Christmas uh, special. Oh, I got, the, I got it out of order. Yeah, out of order. So All right. Christmas special, we got this one, and then we'll have uh, we'll have one next week. All yeah. right, perfect. Well, thank you so much for joining us on the couch. Uh, we'll be here same time, same place next week. Peace. <laughs> <laughs>